0: This week on Geek Explained, special guest Malcolm Russell Nelson returns to the podcast to discuss a look into DC Comics' future as we break down everything you need to know about DC Future State. Welcome back to Geek Explained. I'm your host Eric Zana, and welcome to November. Today's episode is talking DC Future State, the big company-wide event that's going to be kicking off this coming January and February. And to break everything down, to do a little uh, DC Future State guidebook, I enlisted some help with returning guest Malcolm Russell Nelson. We're going to be doing a whole discussion, breaking down every single book, the creative teams, the synopsis. What we're predicting, what we're hoping is going to succeed, uh, and we're going to be going through every single book through the entire line. I can't wait for you to hear this discussion. We had a ton of fun, and I it made me more excited about the about the event, being able to talk to Malcolm about it, which I think is going to do wonders for you as we get into this episode. We also have the brand new weekly review on Season 2 of The Mandalorian, as well as, of course, this week's Comics Countdown. But before we get into all of that, let's check in with this week's news. Alright, guys and dolls, let's talk news. we got our four categories, film, TV, comics, and miscellaneous. We're going to kick things off in the film world. First off, Uncharted, which is a film that I guess is still happening, showed off its first look at its two leads, both Nate and Sully. Uh, Tom Holland is playing a young Nathan Drake, I guess. Um, They showed off his look. It looks very similar to um, his Uncharted 3 look, but... I mean, it's it's Tom Holland in street clothes. Like, I don't, I don't know. It looks fine. There's no, like, I have no problem with it, but I still don't know why they decided to go this route besides the obvious that they wanted to nab Tom, Tom Holland for another franchise. Uh, the other first look that we got really, I guess, is a combination of uh, first looks. Mark Wahlberg is playing Sully. Um, I know exactly zero people who are, really excited about that. But I will say that we got both um, a look at how Mark might be looking in the role. He posted up a video on his, I believe it was his Instagram of him with the trademark Sully mustache. It looks really unnatural. I I bet it's just going to be some stupid gag where he like tears it off he's like oh that's stupid during the film and it's gonna make me so mad uh, but they did show um i'm i'm guessing it was like a shot from inside his trailer of basically you know the cigar and the uh just gaudy uh button-up shirts that sully always wears and that looked good that gave me a little bit of hope but again we'll just have to see i just i still don't have any faith in uncharted but I will withhold judgment until we get a trailer. Uh, Some sad news. We uh, unfortunately heard that Sean Connery passed away this past weekend. Super sad. Um, Sean Connery was and is a legend in the film industry. He's been in more films than you can shake a stick at and he was one of the first guys that when i was growing up as a kid i really looked at as like a movie star like i come from a filipino scottish background and that scottish background on my mom's side we were all huge fans of sean connery and so this is this is a bit of a blow it um it it's terrible to hear um, Sean Connery once again was just such a fixture in my life growing up when I was like watching movies whether it was Highlander or James Bond or Indiana Jones he was kind of always there and so um just lots of um Lots of good vibes and prayers for his family. I know they're going through a hard time, and uh, he's going to be remembered. He was a legend and will continue to be a legend long after his passing. Uh, And then finally on film news, uh, (laughs) this one is actually kind of funny, um... Over this pat over the past couple days, uh, HBO Max has, like, systematically, like, removed all of the Snyder Cut trailers or the Snyder Cut trailer from, like, all of social media, including YouTube. People were really concerned about this. People were saying, like, oh, what if it's canceled or, oh, what if it's getting delayed to 2022? As far as we know, it's still coming out next year. Um, apparently, it got pulled for music rights, which I think is hilarious. Um For those of you who don't know, YouTube is very um, touch and go when it comes to music rights. Uh, Lots of... Creators, lots of um, different companies will go after different like uh, YouTube channels and uh, YouTube videos based on you know if they use copyrighted material, whether that's uh, video, music, whatever. And to hear that a big old company like HBO slash Warner Brothers got knocked by the uh, the good old YouTube uh, music rights, I just think it's hilarious. I I just I think it's hilarious. Um, I'm sure the trailer will be back up soon, but no one's immune. No one's immune from YouTube, as we've come to find out. Uh, Next up in TV news, sticking with uh, DC Comics news, we finally got uh, release dates for the next season of the Arrowverse. We've got four different shows that are going on right now. There's been no news on uh, Legends of Tomorrow when that's going to premiere, but... We did get the uh, new season release dates for Batwoman, Black Lightning, uh, The Flash, and Superman and Lois. Uh, Batwoman is... Basically, they're all coming uh, this spring. They're coming in January and February of 2021. So this will be the first fall in a very long time that we have not had any DC TV shows going on on the CW. So anyway, these are the uh, release dates for that. Uh, January 17th, Batwoman Season 2 premieres with Javisha Leslie in the role. Um, again, we talked about it before. I'm really excited to see what she brings to the role. Ryan Wilder is, I guess, what they're sticking with. Uh, the Batsuit looks fantastic, and I know she's going to kill it. Uh, season 4 of Black Lightning kicks off on February 8th. You know how much I love Black Lightning. It's my favorite CW show. It's my favorite Arrowverse show right now, and I can't wait to see what they do with Season 4. Super excited about that. And then on February, 20th, February 23rd, got all jumbled there for a second, we have a uh, double header. We have a double feature here with uh, the season seven premiere of The Flash as, as well as the season one premiere, the series premiere of Superman and Lois. I'm really excited about all the shows this season um, with uh, Arrow kind of bowing out and it being kind of entrusted to the next generation. Uh, we do know that Supergirl at you know, is ending with this upcoming season as well. So I'm not sure when that's going to debut, but we gotta f- we're we're gonna find out soon enough. Uh, but I'm really excited about these four shows. Really looking forward to seeing what the Arrowverse brings to this next season. We're gonna hop over to miscellaneous news now, and uh, again. Like usual, mostly uh, video game news, two pieces of news here. First off, Spider-Man Miles Morales finally gave us what we all have been wanting, what we all have been talking about, what we've all been wishing for. The second pre-order suit is indeed the Into the Spider-Verse suit. They dropped a big old trailer for it last week, and oh my god, it looks gorgeous. They even went so far as to... Unlike the Spider Verse suit from uh, the PS4 Spider Man game, they attached a uh, a suit power to it, which basically drops the frame rate of the of Spider Man so that he it replicates essentially the animation style that Into the Spider Verse had, and I think that's such an inspired choice. Uh, they did reveal following the trailer that this is in fact a suit mod just like all of the other suit mods in the previous game that you can um, equip or unequip, equip to other uh, suits. I'm interested to see how it looks with other suits but for me if I'm going to play with this suit I'm going to have this suit mod on because it just looks so cool. Um, It looks great, looks like it's ripped straight out of the film and it's it's an inspired choice. It's the easy choice, but it's the right choice, and I don't think there is anyone who will uh, who will disagree with that. And then in other video game news, the Final Fantasy XVI website is live, and we've got some info about our three leads for the game. Um, I'm gonna I'm pulling up the uh, kind of the news roundup, a, uh, a news release, a press release with that. Um, basically, the website also. Uh, along with Square Enix, uh, claims it's going to be released in 2021. Uh, I would be really surprised if that doesn't get delayed uh, because timeline wise that basically puts it only five years after final fantasy uh, 15 which took forever and only one year after final fantasy 7 remake came out so um this is a good time this is a good time to be a final fantasy fan uh we also know now that the game's setting the world that it's taking place in is called valistia um i probably mispronounced that but that is how it reads um and as you know, we've seen from the uh, from the initial trailer, they are going to be hearkening back to a more fantasy style setting, which I enjoy. I know that a lot of people, myself included, have really enjoyed the more modern esque implementations in previous Final Fantasy games. But Final San- Final Fantasy, you know cut its teeth on the fantasy genre so i'm really excited to see how they recontextualize the more old school fantasy tropes so like i said we have the info for our three leads of the game and our lead character you know to stack him up with such characters like titus or titus i call him titus uh, cloud squall Heart. his name is clive Yep, his name is Clive. His name is Clive Rosfield, or Rosefield, however they end up pronouncing it. Uh, The little blurb next to him reads as thus... The firstborn son of the Archduke of Rosaria, though all expected him to inherit the phoenix's flames and awaken as its dominant, Destiny instead chose his younger brother Joshua to bear this burden. In search of a role of his own, Clive dedicated himself to mastering the blade. His practice pays off when, at just 15 years of age, he wins the Ducal Tournament and is dubbed the First Shield of Rosaria, tasked to guard the phoenix and blessed with the ability to wield a part of its fire. Alas, Clive's Promising career is to end in tragedy at the hands of a mysterious dark Acon Ifrit, setting him on a dangerous road to revenge. So as we are kind of starting to get more information here, Rosaria is the land that they are, I guess, going to be starting off in. Um, Clive and Joshua are going to be our kind of our dual protagonists here, and uh, apparently the summons that were in previous games are now called Acons and. I guess the Acon Phoenix and the Acon Ifrit are—they are—I mean—they're splashed right on the logo, battling each other. I'm really interested to see what they do with this character, um, being you know the character who was promised to get this and ended, ending up having to take a lower position to protect his uh, his brother. Uh, it sounds really interesting. Uh, by the way, his brother Joshua Joshua Rosefield, or Rosfeld uh, reads like this. The second son of the Archduke of Rosaria and Clive's younger brother by five years, Joshua awoke as the dominant of the phoenix soon after his birth. So it seems kind of like he's going to be like an avatar for the uh, for the phoenix's power. Despite his noble upbringing, Joshua treats all his father's subjects with warmth and affection, none more so than Clive, whom he deeply admires. Joshua often laments that it was he, the frail and bookish younger son, who was granted command of the firebird's flames and not his stronger, brave her brother while clive will gladly throw himself into any danger joshua quails quails at the sight of a carrot on his dinner plate but carrots become the least of his concern when he too is swept up into the tragic events that change clive's life forever clive's life wow Uh, but yeah it sounds like he's the much more reserved of the two you know he's burdened with glorious purpose uh, I'm, I'm interested you know we've gotten a lot of Final Fantasy games that are based kind of around family uh, Final Fantasy 15 was very much based around family both of blood and your chosen family so with this kind of centering more around like duty and honor and bravery as well as family I'm interested to see what they do with these characters and finally we got our third lead character which is Jill Warwick or Warwick whatever you want to pronounce it. Uh, Her little bio reads like this. Born in the fallen northern territories, Jill was taken from her homeland at a tender age to become a ward of Rosaria, securing peace between the two warring nations. The Archduke insisted that she be raised along his sons, and now, at 12 years of age, she is as much a part of the Rosefield household as Clive and Joshua. Ever kind, gracious, and unassuming, Jill has become a trusted confidant to the brothers. So she she is the stepsister she is the adopted sister kind of like how um oh gosh what is his name um it's not ignis it's not glad prompto prompto in uh final fantasy 15 was like a child from a another territory that they were warring with and they brought him into the house of uh, they brought him basically into noctis's household to foster peace between the two lands Um, So yeah, we really don't know anything else about the game, Um, so I'm really, I'm I'm excited. Like I said, it's been a while since we've had a Final Fantasy that is truly, at least a numbered, you know, single-player Final Fantasy that is really steeped in like the more outlandish fantasy aspects. So I'm excited to see what they do with this, I'm excited to see the roles that everyone's going to take. Um... It's going to be a good time. I'm I'm looking forward to this. You know, love or hate Final Fantasy XV. They had a lot of great ideas there. Uh, the combat system, I think, is something that is to be admired and is something that uh, definitely I'm excited to see implemented and improved upon. So overall, I'm excited for Final Fantasy XVI. And then finally... In comics news this week, we got the reveal of the new Teen Justice team. Uh, This is basically a team that is from, I believe, Earth-11. They're going to be making their debut in DC's Very Merry Multiverse in December. And these characters are going to, I guess, continue on into future state in January and February. We knew previously, and we had talked about, and we will talk about in the uh, main discussion of this episode that the Flash from the Justice League of Future State is a multiversal Flash. And it looks like we got the reveal of who exactly that Flash is. So I'm really excited about this. Let's break this down. We've got a few characters here. Um, basically, Earth 11, the whole deal with them is that they are gender swapped. They're gender swapped characters uh, that um, I think is really interesting because you get the opportunity to tell a lot of great stories with characters that are a little strange um you get new ideas you get new perspectives on them so the team is basically comprised of one two three four five six characters let me dust off the uh let's see here the reveal uh, so the press release reads like this. Teen Justice is a new super team on Earth-11, the world where there's a Justice Guild instead of a Justice League. That makes me very excited as a Justice League Unlimited fan. Uh, and the heroes are gender-flipped versions of the heroes of the traditional DC Earth. And while a lot of Earth-11's history is fairly straightforward reflection of the mainstream DCU, things are different enough that Teen Justice may be, in fact, the first kid hero team in that world. So their mentors have no experience in how to deal with the dynamics of their sidekicks and proteges setting out a get, setting out as their own independent team. The membership of Teen Justice includes Aqua Girl, Jackie Hyde, Supergirl, Laurel Kent, Robin, Talia Kane, who are all only seem familiar. Aqua is this world's Aqua Lad, Supergirl and Robin are the children of Superwoman and Batwoman respectively. More offbeat characters I doubt anyone would expect are Donald Troy, Titans fans know better than to ask who is, uh, Zadara's protege, Clarion the Witch Girl, inspired by a Kirby creation given bigger life by Peter David and Grant Morrison, so you know we're in seriously weird territory, and the super-fast Jess Chambers, a.k.a. Kid Quick, whose aunt is Jessie Quick. And it's this Kid Quick character that... um, has given people a lot of uh, interest because they've revealed kind of in this, um, in this uh, press release that Kid Quick is the Flash who we will be seeing in Future State, and the Flash that we see in the Future State is a grown-up version of Kid Quick, who is, let me pull this down here, um, uh, I want to make sure that, okay, um, is Gender Fluid. Which I think is really exciting for a character, you know, and an event that is promising a lot of diversity, promising a lot of um, recognition for different walks of life from all different kinds of comic fans. So the press release continues like this. Uh, the Flash character fans have seen teased as part of Future State is, in fact, a grown up Kid Quick, who's an analog for the idea of Kid Flash in a world where Jesse Quick is the definitive speedster. A Titans type team always has a super fast member, but there are so many Flash characters in the DC multiverse, we knew anyone we added to that category had to be really different from the rest, not just Wally West with curves. I suggested that Kid Quick could be Earth 11's first gender fluid character, and once editors saw Eleonora Carlini's terrific take on the character design, there was suddenly a lot of interest in them for stories beyond the Mary Multiverse special in December. And while Kid Quick's the only teen justice character making their way into future state that I know of, the reaction Kid Quick and the whole team's debut story by me and Eleonora has gotten from DC Editorial uh, gives me hope that the whole team could play a larger part in the DC Multiverse's present and future. I think that's really cool. The uh, comments from the press release were given by Ivan Cohen. Uh, who is best known for his work on Wonder Woman Agent of Peace. Uh, and I'm really excited for this um, for this story. The designs look really, really cool. Um, I'm most excited, of course, for uh, Kid Quick, but also the Supergirl design, who is essentially a gender-bent John Kent, uh, looks really fun. And I really like the uh, gender-bent Damian Wayne design. All, all of these designs look fantastic. I'm really, really excited. And honestly, this makes me even more excited to see what they do with the character in Future State. Uh, so that's going to do it for this week's news. And speaking of Future State, we're going to move right on into the main... Course of this episode, the entree, if you will, which is our full breakdown guidebook with special guest Malcolm Russell Nelson as we geek explain DC Future State. ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the DC Future State Guidebook. We're going to be going through pretty much the entire slate as it's been uh, announced here so far. We have pretty much, I think, 24 books in all, but uh, I only have the solicits for 23 because one of them is a one-shot in February. We're going to talk about it, but... You probably heard me say just now, 24 books, that's a lot of books, and so I figure I should bring in some help to get me through this, and who better to talk comics with than good brother and on loan from the On the Subject podcast, Malcolm Joshua Russell Nelson. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How about you? I'm doing great. Uh, There's a lot of books here. There's a there's
1: a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of a lot.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a ton of books. I I really I'm I'm surprised. And then at the same time with the idea, just like my headcanon that this is what 5G was supposed to be. But we've compressed uh-huh. it into two months. Yep. Um. I'm I'm not surprised that we have so many books, but I'm interested in this idea that it's going to replace all of the other DC books for two months.
1: Yeah, it D C likes doing this thing where they do the two month off uh, mm-hmm. event thing. This is what convergence was and uh don't, you know don't
0: forget futures end the futures most
1: successful end uh zero issue Yeah, the yeah they, they love their they love their take off a month or take off two months to <laughs> get ahead on other things uh programming. Boy do they love it. So that's that's what this is, which is really interesting. <laughs> uh it's it I mean the elephant in the room is that yeah this was going to be uh more of a long-term thing than it is actually going to be it was going right. to be a lot longer uh because it was supposed to be the 5 5g 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 5g's you know uh I oh mean, jesus to you now
0: to at&t and verizon <laughs>
1: Ooh. Ooh. uh you know which we heard rumors about for so long and now just is it's weird that, you know, now it's all boiled down to a two month. Most or several of these books are like four issues.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it almost feels like they had all of these in the tank when uh, Didio was in power. And yep. since they left, all mm-hmm. of a sudden they're like, man, we have all these extra comics. I mean, we might as well just put them out, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's it kind definitely of, it definitely
1: feels like they were at least in the works pre pre pandemic and pre didio uh being ousted yeah Yeah. so hey you know whatever
0: and i recognize that we're sounding very negative on this but there
1: are some exciting stuff there's There's some very exciting things
0: yeah uh basically what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going through each book we're going to be talking about the creative teams we're going to be talking about uh the synopses the solicits that are currently out right now as of this recording um And we're just going to talk about it. We're going to go one by one. So if you have questions about what is DC Future State, what are the books, this is the place to be. This is the podcast episode for you. So. (laughs) Before we get into Future State proper, there are two books that I do want to spotlight. Um, mainly because it feels like these are the two books that are essentially like our prologue, like leading into Future State. Uh one of them is Generations Shattered Number One, written yep. by Dan Jurgens, Andy Schmidt, and Robert Venditti, with art by Ivan Race. And you can correct me at any time if I mispronounce people's names that's like a like running theme on the podcast <laughs> i mean you might know better than i do I,
2: doubt
0: uh, it. <laughs> I i just i just go with i know the least so anybody <laughs> is going to know more than i will about these
1: okay interesting uh, assumption cool
0: <laughs> so uh art is by ivan reese uh brian hitch kevin nolan aaron la fernando pozarin uh paul Pelletier, and others just says and mm-hmm. others and
1: others yeah, yeah.
0: Who knows who could pop up here? Yeah. We might have
1: uh, done pages.
0: We might have. You don't know. You don't you can't know. Disprove it. You can't <laughs> until it comes out. You can't disprove as, it. So as of right now. Mm. Um, This is going to be a uh, prestige format one-shot at 80 pages. Lots and lots of pages here. Um, And the synopsis goes like this. A threat of cosmic proportion to DC's newest and oldest universe compels one of the most unusual groups of heroes ever assembled to take on the most mysterious foe they've ever encountered. What started in Detective Comics number 1027 explodes out of Dark Knight's death metal to tell the story of the generation-spanning history of the... The DC universe. Join the original Batman, Commandy, Starfire, Sinestro, Booster Gold, Doctor Light, Steel, and Sinestro in their quest to save the universe before time runs out. Interesting wordage in those last three words. Time runs out. Isn't that something? I think that's very odd. First of all, I want to talk to you about this team, this weird hodgepodge team we've got going.
1: Yeah, it's a team throughout the ages. I mean, it's Green Lantern Sinestro. That's all you need to know. <laughs>
0: and that's that's really like the biggest, for me, that's the biggest positive that's besides the, yeah. Purple First Gloves appearance Batman.
1: Batman? Hell Purple
0: yeah. Gloves Batman is hell best Batman. Yeah.
1: Hell I, yeah, I was having, hell yeah, hell yeah.
0: I put out on Twitter recently uh, just this image of the Rebirth costume basically saying this is the best Batman costume and you will never be able to convince me otherwise because it's purple Batman. Anything that has purple Batman in it is instantly the best Batman costume. Period. Yeah, it's
1: purple Batman and like the symbol being lit by the yellow like tracing mm-hmm. like that's that's exactly. perfect much like the you're wearing the golden age uh, Superman shirt right now. It's much it, like that. It's the yellow, with the, tracing with the yellow tracing, which is beautiful. It's, just,
0: it's immediately the, the Fleischer Superman logo is the best yeah. Superman. Logo it's the period. best
1: Superman logo. There's, yep. there's
0: no debate on that. Mm-hmm. But um, alongside Green Lantern Sinestro and Best Boy Batman, we have Steel. <laughs> I'm assuming from yeah. around the time of Death and Return of Superman. Rain it's got to be.
1: Yeah, it's got to be 90s Steel. Uh, we that's the only have... time people cared about Steel.
0: Exactly. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Have uh, 80s Starfire very clearly from yeah. New Teen Titans. Commandy uh-huh. uh, from whenever Commandy is at any given point. In I mean, time. It,
1: yeah, Commandi's always the same thing. So he's you know, he's
0: that's... he's always fo- he's always 400 years from now, whenever now is. Yep. Um, we also have uh uh dr light but not the dr light you're thinking of it's the good dr light the the dr light that actually is a good person and doesn't do things to people um i'm assuming this is post crisis on infinite earths because or It, it might be if they combine her and booster gold uh jli
1: jli that's what i was thinking
0: so uh we've got a bunch of different characters from different time periods. How do you feel about these specific characters on this team?
1: Uh, I'm a sucker for a ragtag team, and boy, is this a <laughs> ragtag team right it there! Sure um, is. It's not a surprise that Booster's there. Uh, Considering the which, time travel, yeah. if you if you read the story in Detective Ten Twenty Seven, uh, there's also an allusion to old Booster, which is interesting, uh-huh. um, which is very interesting, and also very Dan Jurgens. Because uh, I mean, Dan Jurgens is the one person to be waving the booster gold flag all the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, he's he's a creator, so it makes sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think it's a really interesting team. Um, it, it is interesting to note that this is another thing. Uh, this project is another project that was shortened because this was supposed to be those five the generation, generation one shots. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just the one. Now it's just one-shot. the
0: one lead into our 1G, which yeah. is Future State? Who knows? 1FS yeah.
1: um, um, is what I'm calling it. 1FS,
0: you know? you're right, you're right, you're right. It's 1FS. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have Dark Knight's Death Metal Number 7, written mm-hmm. by Scott Snyder, art by Greg Capullo, Jonathan Clapion, and others. We could have done art for this as well. You'll mm. never know until the book comes out. Mm. Maybe pick it up, who knows. Mm. Uh, <laughs> first off, have you been enjoying death metal no <laughs> simple succinct to the point no <laughs> um, I,
1: I i am i am done with the snyder capullo hey here's this big event you know it's really awesome we're gonna do a lot of things that's gonna change everything right now here we go okay we're getting to the end of this event and it actually leads into this other thing and then hey here we go okay now we're in this <laughs> big event it's really awesome it's really big crazy you know this metal <laughs> You know, it's awesome, wonderful, and now we're towards the end of that, and it's going to be really big, really big finale. You know, it's going to end everything, and actually leads into this other thing, and then here we go. Now and it's been a, like I'm so tired. Of that.
0: And <laughs> I that think right there was the abridged Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo partnership <laughs> by Joshua, by Malcolm Joshua Russell <laughs> Nelson.
1: I'm 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 done with it. I'm I'm tired That's of it. Fair. I I'm I don't need this. <laughs> I, hate I was the t- batman who laughs like oh, yeah i hate that character i'm so done with it
0: <laughs> <laughs> he became this really he started off as this really interesting character and then just became like really overplayed yeah. um he became I, the joker ex- exactly just just a multiversal joker that's it huh. interesting um i was i was telling somebody i was like if this whole event had just led into what speed metal was this would have been the best of the events. That's the period. thing. Because, because I love Speed
1: Metal. is was fantastic. The best part. Of it was this the best part of this thing. entire thing. Yes. Yes, ab- um, absolutely.
0: And honestly, I've been, I've been, you know, really enjoying the tie-ins a little bit more than, like, the main book, which is strange uh,
1: to me. Yeah, I think Justice League has been pretty good. I like. See, that's the, the only one I
0: haven't been reading.
1: Oh, cool. You should, actually. Uh, As a New Teen Titans person, you should. Uh, Okay. It's Nightwing and Lex Luthor and uh, Starfire and Cyborg. And it's like right after Nightwing becomes Nightwing again. Thank uh, God. You know, and so there's a nice like moment with Nightwing and Starfire and Cyborg where they're all talking and they're like, yeah, where where have you been, Dick? He's like, uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs>
0: I've been Rick.
1: <laughs> I went through some stuff.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> I feel like that's going to be Nightwing for the next like year and a half is just yeah. like I went through some stuff. <laughs> I had a buzz cut. But... <laughs> I
1: was a cabbie.
0: <laughs> I was a cabbie who I was put, a cabbie who put the. Grease paint over my eyes. Yeah. I was season one Arrow. (laughs)
1: Exactly. I will say that second costume that he had towards the end of him being Rick was pretty cool. It had like the red with the blue sleeves. Yes, yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. I like that look a lot. I liked, I liked the progression of him going from that, from his basically street clothes with his grease paint into that. Yeah. And I kind of wish that they had like carried some influence of that into his New costume. I, and I'm, don't get me wrong, I love that Rebirth. No, nah, nah, I'm okay Rebirth Rebirth is, always, <laughs> Rebirth is always the best Nightwing costume besides oh, yeah. Disco Wing. Um, besides Disco Wing, absolutely. Which is just unequivocally undisputed the best Nightwing so costume hot. of all time. It's so hot. <laughs> so DVs good. for everyone. DV for um, everyone. Mm. I guess we should do the, the, the synopsis for that. <laughs> Uh, death Metal number seven goes like this. Uh, the song remains anything but the same. Ah, that's funny. Uh, as the house lights start to come up on the DC's biggest, baddest battle for control of the multiverse. The Darkest Night is on the verge of ending this concert once and for all. But Wonder Woman has more than just a greatest hit planned. <laughs> all the music puns. I the don't know Am- if
1: you get it, but it's about death metal. The music <laughs> type. I don't know if you're aware of that.
0: <laughs> the <God>. Amazonian Warriors <laughs> stands ready to shred the darkest night solo plus this extra-sized finale issue includes not one but two mind-blowing epilogues that lead directly (laughs) into the next phase of the dc universe and no fan will want to miss that
1: (laughs) i will i i i'm coming off very negative here i will say i really like the cover for that issue yeah, it's the it's the death metal Wonder Woman standing in front of, uh, I guess what is now first appearance Wonder Woman. Um, yes. That's been like I, the retcon into I first appearance did. Wonder Woman.
0: I really like that as well. I love what I've been really uh, enjoying in death metal is just the amount of characters Greg Capullo gets to draw now. Yeah. What's, him draw ca- characters that were not used to him drawing the Flash family for one yep. I was really excited about to see him draw uh, I, I was... don't love
1: how he draws Jay Garrick but
0: I appreciate that is <laughs> Jay Garrick you He's
1: mean like geriatric skinny. Jay yeah. Garrick <laughs> <laughs> like super string dean Jay Garrick
0: well and that's how he drew the entire Justice Society I'm like I'm pretty
1: sure they got yeah it's
0: fairly fit I mean if you read the Joshua Williamson stuff it's a little even, weird even in Death Metal or uh, Speed Metal yeah, like Jay is they like, all look fi- yeah, Jay looks fine. In looks that. fine. Like, he looks good. And then, and then we, we're going to pop or we popped back into death metal number four and he's just geriatric Jay Garrick again. And yep. I'm like, so look, with, his,
1: with his clothes, like barely fitting on him. Yeah,
0: like, like sagging hanging and, and it's, it's cool. he looks gross.
1: Like,
0: <laughs> what? Well, which I guess fits into Capullo's art style, but still. Yeah. That was the most frustrating thing about death metal. Number four was like, it basically renders speed metal null and void. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. Nothing about that. Really, issue matters. And really like, annoying
1: and frustrating. Was really I hated frustrating. that.
0: I just, I was, yeah, I don't know, but, um, yeah, anyway, I'm done with it. So those <laughs> are, those are the two kind of lead ins to future state now, yeah. with future state. We've got a bunch of books, as we talked about, 24 books, uh, basically condensed into three different families of books. Uh, the Batman family, the Superman family, and the Justice League family. Yeah. Is there any family you want to start off with?
1: I would love to start with the Batman family. Let's start it off with the Batman family. Y- y- there's nowhere to start, but what is probably going to be the most controversial of these books,
0: and probably the most high profile. I would and say most and
1: absolutely the most high profile. Uh, so which we've is got
0: seven books on the uh, on yeah. the ticket here um we'll roll through them well let's do the uh we'll do the synopses for this so we got to start it off with the biggest one the one that has everybody talking right now and that is dark detective future state (laughs) harley quinn by stephanie
1: (laughs) no, it's, it's the next Batman.
0: Future State, the next Batman. The next I Batman. I am very excited about this. Yes. Um, Especially yes. When, you, when they announced the creative team for this. We knew that yes. John Lee was going to be on this. Yep. But the moment that they said Nick, Nick Darrington, I Darrington. was hooked. Hell yeah. And uh, th- we've also got Laura Braga on there as well. Who is well.
1: amazing as well. Like, hell She's yeah. great. I'm
0: and about I'm- it. Really excited about this, so let's go ahead and jump into the synopsis, and then we'll we'll talk a little bit more about it. So, goes like this: Gotham City has always been dangerous, but now it's downright deadly. Following the tragedy of a day, what's well, a day? The uh, major... well,
1: we played the Avengers game, so we know what a day. Oh, is. right, right,
0: right, right. absolutely. Abs- <laughs> <fuck. laughs> Did you notice the parallel in that? No, this this whole thing yes. sounds
1: a lot like the Avengers game, which yeah, is you're really not... interesting.
0: Um... <laughs> The mayor allowed the private law enforcement. Oh my God, it is. Yeah. The mayor it just allowed is. the private law enforcement group known as the Magistrate to take over policing so called mask crime. And that has given rise to a new dark night. Yeah, what is yeah. this mysterious crime fighter's connection to former Batman weaponier Lucius Fox? The fight for justice has never been this dangerous. So I'm going to stop right there for this one. Yeah. Because there there is
1: more solicit to this. Yes.
0: But but next Batman, uh, it's obviously going to be Thomas. So I'm really. (laughs)
1: Stop. I wish. I wish. I wish. Uh, uh...
0: If you go back, if you go back, dear listeners, a couple or maybe more than a couple episodes, we broke down the DC universe as we would like to see it post death metal. (laughs) And while it looks very different than this. uh, (laughs) You will, you will hear our unabashed love for Duke Thomas. Good. Dukey boy. But Luke Fox is very clearly the new Batman.
1: Disagree. You th- mm. Disagree. It's not Luke. It's Tim. It's Tim Fox. Tim Fox. Who's Tim Fox? So Tim Fox is a character from back in the day was written okay. out, was not a thing. They just recently brought him back in the Joker War stuff. Um, they alluded to, yeah, in the Joker war zone book is like his first like mention and then he just came back like officially like to the family because they're talking about like oh we gotta get all the foxes back together we should be a family yeah, again I, I remember that yeah, and that's I that's seeing, gotta be why it's, i remember seeing
0: tam fox. tam fox for the first time and god knows how long
1: yes yeah, serious since since red robin
0: since red robin the best, <laughs> i was the best so robin
1: excited call. to see tam. I, was I was like, like tam, oh my god, tam, oh my god.
0: <laughs> the yeah. only the only possible other person that I would accept being paired off with Tim Drake besides Stephanie Brown. Those are the only two that I will accept shipping Uh, with.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Connor. Okay. Yes. Fair. Fair. Okay. So those are the only three.
1: Those are the only three. Yeah.
0: But, um, for sure but that's interesting i yeah i I
1: think think that's that's why it's him
0: Assumed luke fox but that's interesting i don't even remember them saying anything about tim fox
1: yeah he's he's back around now like there's got to be a reason why they're throwing his name a lot recently and it's purely just to set this up i think
0: interesting Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i'm really i'm really into this idea of it being almost like batman fighting a police state
1: me too i think that's a great idea
0: stuff like that before mm-hmm. um but i really i mean we also have to talk about this stunning cover like just that, look at this first off the cover is stunning the design
1: for the character mm-hmm. is amazing looks again good.
0: and there's purple. black
1: bat yellow outline mm-hmm. around the bat symbol purple uh,
0: underneath the, cape depending, the, the cape
1: depending on the artist depending on the artist the full and what, mask is really yes, cool
0: the full mask it it, it almost looks like parts of the cape might connect to the arms as well again depending on the artist but i really like this design
1: yeah i love it i think it looks incredible
0: i and i'm interested to see what you know how they all um are affected by the explosion in san francisco i don't know how (laughs) aim gets involved here maybe they're the magistrate maybe but uh, who Mm. knows at this point who knows you it know, is very gonna...
1: suspicious that it sounds exactly like yes, Avengers game. <laughs> yes. Very, very suspicious.
0: Well, we'll know when uh, when uh, Kamala Khan shows up to drag in Lucius Fox. Ka-
1: Kamala Khan's the next Batgirl. I'm calling her right Ka- now.
0: Ka- Kamala <laughs> Khan's the next Batman. There we go. Oh! There's your spoiler alert. There's your
1: spoiler <laughs> That'd be awesome if Batman's like down. There's some magistrate guys beating him. And then all of a sudden, just a giant fist just pops out. And Batman's just like, Impigin'! He's just like, oh, hell
0: oh yeah! <laughs> Can you imagine gigantic Batman running through the streets?
1: That would be awesome. Just noodle arming it. That'd be so cool. That'd be so good.
0: But um, as we alluded to before, all of the main line uh, comics of each of these families, with quotations, um, are oversized comics, and that mm-hmm. you don't just regular stories. You also get some backups. So, so it's seven ninety
1: nine, uh, and they're like sixty something pages each,
0: which I think is great. Which for, is great. Uh, what you're getting. I mean, I wish they were cheaper because we always wish they were cheaper. But right. Um, there are four more, uh, backups for mm-hmm. these books. First off outsiders by Brandon Thomas and Sumit Kumar. Um, yeah. let me see if there's a part of the solicit here. Yes. So it yeah. says then in a new tale of the outsiders, everything in Gotham city may be under the thumb of the magistrate, but even members of that totalitarian force know that the outskirts of town are protected by the sword of Katana. Hell yeah. So, again, this is really interesting to me. I'm not familiar with the creative team on this one.
1: Uh, Me neither, actually.
0: But I am always down for more outsiders and always down for more uh, Katana. Hell yeah. Uh, We also have, let's see here. We've got Arkham Arkham Knights, plural, by Paul Jenkins and Jack Herbert. Uh, synopsis goes plus ride with the arkham knights on their quest for freedom arkham asylum has been decommissioned and the magistrate rules the land with an iron fist and zero tolerance now it's time for the lunatics to take back their town follow croc two-face phosphorus zazz clayface and astrid arkham as the Whoa! arkham knights raise holy hell on the occupiers of gotham yeah. so i am familiar with all of these characters except astrid arkham you might be. Am Astrid
1: I? Arkham is the Arkham Knight in comics.
0: Oh my God, you're uh, right. Absolutely. Yeah. The, um, the comics mm-hmm. run that introduced. Right, right after one thousand. Right. Yeah. Yes, which yeah. I will I will say if you go back in the podcast, I correctly predicted was a woman from the very first issue. Yes, you I did. Don't, I don't yes, want. Yes, you did. To I don't know how anybody. you do that. I don't well, know either. <laughs> I have no idea. But anyway, I'm really interested in this. Um, yeah. This will be like cool they're trying to do like a suicide squad without calling it the suicide squad. It's it's yeah, it's, it's Suicide squad okay more like dirty it's dozen. Whatever.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just full on dirty dozen. Just escape in jail. That's cool. Hell yeah.
0: Um, let me double check here because there are two more books that I didn't see solicits or, uh, two more backups that I didn't see for in the first issue.
1: No, they are, they are in the second issue. Uh, that would be bat girls in Gotham city
0: sirens. Perfect. Uh, so Batgirls is by Vita Ayala and Anike. I'm familiar with Vita Ayala.
1: Uh, but... I swear I've seen Anike's art before. I don't know where, but I've yeah. seen that art before. But and yeah, I love Vita easy. Ayala. If I you have it pulled
0: amazing. up, go for it if you want to do the synopsis for that one.
1: Uh, I do not, actually.
0: <laughs> oh, here. Okay, I got it. Uh, so also in this issue, which is. Next Batman uh, issue two. Uh, Batgirls Cassandra Kane and Stephanie Brown find themselves in a prison where the magistrate mm-hmm. throws heroes and villains alike. What no one knows, though, is that Cassandra was sent there with a mission. So we're basically getting Batgirls Supermax.
1: Yep. Uh, that's exactly all, it.
0: all of my dreams. The designs for these two, I am oh really. My God.
1: Deep. That's what I'm looking at right now. I love that Stephanie design with the one eyed I, I Steph- Stephanie. I want to know the story. I just so want to know why? the story.
0: Well, and I also like. I'm sure you've you finished out. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Joker War, where yeah. we got our Batgirls back.
1: Hell yeah! Um,
0: but I'm interested because I mean I think that the Sandra Kane Batgirl design is perfect, and no one should ever mess with it ever.
1: It's one of the best Batman designs, or one of the best Bat Family designs. Period. Like, it's, yeah.
0: I'm it's really perfect. interested in this. I'm really interested to see what they do with these characters. Uh-huh. Uh, where did my voice go just now? Um, <laughs> it's it, it sounds interesting. And I mean the Stephanie Brown Cassandra Kane combo has been magic anytime that it's been brought up. So I'm I'm digging it. I really am. Oh yeah. And then we also that. have uh Gotham City Sirens by Paula Sevengenbergen. I know I pronounced that wrong. But we also have Emanuela Lupicino. and I love her art. Yeah, Lupacino art is incredible. Yes. Um, And the synopsis goes, and in a story of the Gotham City Siren, some girls just want to have fun. So what do you do when you find Gotham City in turmoil and overrun by cybers? You go shopping, of course. Join Catwoman, Poison Ivy, and a new siren on a gal's night out. They're on the town looking for trouble and finding it. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Who do you think this new siren is?
1: <sighs> ah, I don't know. I want to say, in and, and keeping in mind with it being future stuff, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say that the new siren is also uh, a fox. I think it's uh, who's who's the little fox? Uh, Tiff, Tiffany, Tiffany, it's the fox. little one, yeah. I want to say it.
0: interesting.
1: I'm throwing it out there. I want to say All it
0: Fox all the time.
1: All Foxes. I, it's going to be a real Foxy January.
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, my guess is... I didn't punch- like that I
1: said that. Oh, Punchline's are good... That's a good shot. I could see shot. that.
0: But I, but I think Tiffany is kind of their almost their oracle since it doesn't seem like we're getting birds of prey unless I'm wrong. Um, yeah, I have to relook at it. But Tiffany Fox would be a good shout, especially with her. Um, did you play the Telltale games? Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought she was great in those. Yeah, games. I, I I'd really love the take on that. If I mean, they she, continue she that,
1: she arc. was more Tam than Tiffany. She was <laughs> definitely more Tam because Tam's just the best. What? <laughs> <had>. <laughs> <laughs> drove me crazy.
0: <laughs> but no, I'm really I'm interested in this. This seems yeah. like it can it can fill a lot of and it's doing what we were kind of trying to do when we were mapping out our stuff and that mm-hmm. is trying to um fill all the roles in Gotham, make sure every base is covered and I like that. Yeah. Because so many people love Gotham City. So many people love that side of the DC universe that I think it's something to definitely, um, definitely pay attention to for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think it'll be really interesting.
0: And then the other oversized Batman book is Future State Dark Detective. Yes! Said. I am super into this. So let's uh, great dive. design. Yes, I love this. This is, uh... Written by Mariko Tamaki with art by Dan Mora. My yeah. and Mora. Hell yeah. One um, of the best and we've artists. Got which ooh, who Dan Tamaki Mora did a lot
1: of these designs.
0: Right? Yes, which I like, love. A lot of
1: these designs in general were Dan Mora designs. So I think that's awesome. Yes. Take full advantage of Dan that's, Mora. Like,
0: finally. You, you, gotta, you gotta throw him everywhere you can. It was, it, huh. I am surprised that they didn't pull more um, Dave Marquez. Because he's a new addition. That is incredible. We'll but...
1: get to why I don't think they did. Okay. We'll
0: get um, but it is, and I also love that Mariko Tamaki is writing a Batman book. Like, yeah,
1: good for them. Like that's that's amazing. He, good. I'm
0: about so it. the uh, synopsis goes like this: The world thought Bruce Wayne was dead. They were dead wrong. When the sinister paramilitary organization known as the Magistrate seizes control of Gotham City, the original Batman went big to put them down. But even the Dark Knight couldn't predict how far this evil force would go to stop him. Now Bruce Wayne is on the run. From Eisner award-winning writer Mariko Tamaki and rising star artist Dan Mora, it's the story of a Batman pushed to the brink and nothing left to lose. i love this idea
1: hell yeah i'm so excited dan mara drawing batman is just gonna be the coolest thing like it's it's dynamite yeah
0: and like i love this design the cover for the first issue looks really great that's the one
1: of him like in the rain
0: like just like shouting yeah very detective noir which i love um and I'm really interested to see if he was maybe on the helicarrier when it blew up. Who knows?
1: <laughs> that's uh, so. That's what I love about the design. It looks like a better version of Captain America's design from the. Yes.
0: Game. Oh it's, my god! It, it, it is. It's a better version of it. <laughs> um, and then we have the uh, the two backups for Dark Knight Detective, which yes. are Grifter by Matthew Rosenberg and Did G and Domenico.
1: Deezy
0: See? See? Right there. You already knew.
1: That one I knew.
0: Uh, a <laughs> <laughs> uh, little bit we get of this is also in this issue, Grifter is back. Cole Cash is having a bad day, and that's not going to improve when the detectives of GCPD show up. Will a chance meeting with Luke Fox change his luck, or is his day about to get a lot worse? hmm So, I mean, I, I think this, and this might be a hot take, I think that in a world that involves Jason Todd Red Hood, you do not need Grifter. I agree. Okay. I completely
1: uh, agree. I think Grifter's a
0: fine character, but
1: yeah, specifically having need
0: both of them as the backups? That's for
1: the weird for thing, book? is that they're both the backups for this book. Because the other like, backup is Red Hood, written by Joshua Williamson.
0: Yes, Joshua Williamson, uh, which, yes, we have both talked about. We love yeah. a whole bunch uh, with Art by Giannis Milo Milono Giannis, And I have no idea who he is. No idea. But I'm excited. And that's no something I, I really I'm excited for for this event is we're getting a lot of new faces on the creative teams. Yeah, which is which is cool. And I'm always down for, for that. So the red hood goes like this. Jason Todd is a haunted man. He's working a job he hates on the violent streets of Gotham City as a mask hunter for the magistrate. He takes contracts to catch villains or heroes and brings them in alive, mostly. But when the Red Hood gang reemerges, Jason must solve a mystery that could doom the city.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes.
0: Very much, uh, that sounds very Blade Runner-esque. Yes. I, and I, the
1: idea of Jason being a Blade Runner is super cool. Um. I,
0: super down for the idea behind that it sounds like something that we haven't seen before from him Mm -hmm. and in the day and age where it kind of feels like we've seen everything that they have to offer for Jason Todd new is good yeah for sure so alongside those two overside books we have uh, five monthly miniseries Mm -hmm. first off we have uh, Future State Batman Superman by my boy Gene Luen Yang woo alongside uh ben oliver Ooh. who i who i don't know if i'm familiar with
1: uh yeah if you saw his art you'd recognize it um ben oliver's been around for a while he's he's done stuff you, you'd recognize him if you saw it
0: i will take your word for it but i i really think that the uh batman superman book has been fantastic so far yes currently with uh, joshua williamson right now yes but um i'm interested i'm interested in this Uh, so synopsis goes, Back in the early days of the Magistrate's occupation of Gotham City, Bruce Wayne found himself pushed to the edge like never before. So calling the Man of Steel for backup makes sense. Right? Wrong. Gotham's sinister overlords have already sprung the ultimate trap on the last son of Krypton, and with the Kryptonian power at your command, no one can stand in your way. Plus... Where on earth did Professor Pig get a kryptonite scalpel? <laughs> Brace yourselves, because things are going to get gross in the caverns below Gotham. Now I love Professor Pig. Because of Professor Pig.
1: I love Professor Pig so
0: much. <laughs> I, I am down for this. I, yeah. I am so in. So, because what's
1: interesting Batman. is this seems like this takes place before the other yeah. future state Batman yeah. and Superman books. Which so I like that this is like the flashback one. It feels yeah, very much is... like how uh, in the new fifty two the Batman Superman book like was telling a little bit of flashback stories for a
0: while, yeah, how they met, which you know amazing art. Um, yep. mm-hmm. yes, I, I really enjoyed that book and th- you're absolutely right. this is that's a good that's a good pull. Um, If you liked that book, I think this is definitely one to pick up for sure. We also have uh, Future State Catwoman by Rom V. and Otto Schmidt. Otto Schmidt, back to D.C.
1: That's the thing, Otto Schmidt. That's the way
0: to go. Some Otto Schmidt. Uh, Let me pull up the Catwoman stuff. Here we go. So it says masked vigilantes have been deemed illegal and the magistrate has com- commandeered a bullet train to take those they've captured to a reformation facility and filled the rest of the train with innocent children. Catwoman is hellbent on ensuring it never reaches its destination. Armed with a new magnetic suit assisted by her trusty band of strays and featuring Catwoman's new protege, she must pull off the impossible, a train heist where she steals the train itself. But Selena isn't the only person aboard who has plans for this train and its most unexpected Expected passenger.
1: Uh huh. So, who do you think is the new stray or the new like sidekick? Uh,
0: I mean, I think the easiest one is Holly. Um, That's fair. Which we've seen before a lot of times, but I think this could be an interesting place to put a fox. This could be I, our I think Tam it's the same, Fox.
1: I think it's the same fox that I am expecting to show up in the Gotham City Sirens thing.
0: Tiffany Fox. I, I could absolutely uh-huh. see that. All Fox uh-huh. all the time.
1: All Fox all the time. It's a Foxy uh, January. God
0: damn it. Um, so this is so, a train
1: heist, which is yes, cool. I love like, train heists. I love me uh, a train heist.
0: Give me Snowpiercer with Catwoman, and you have sold me on this. I'm... What's
1: interesting is that this is one of two train heists for Future State? Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> I think the next plot. solicit is also a train heist. That's Robin Eternal. And that's a train heist, too.
0: I I can't. Okay, we're we're gonna. I'm gonna gush for a second. Um, (laughs) Robin Eternal, written by Megan Fitzmartin. Cool, great, cool. But art by Eddie Barrows. Eddie Barrows, I can't stress enough. Eddie Barrows drawing Tim Drake Mm -hmm. is all I want for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Eddie Barrows, he's done great. he was doing the art on that incredible Rebirth Detective Comics run. Um, the, the best Rebirth Black, book. It, it's, it's the best unabashedly, rebirth unabashedly, book. unabashedly, unabashedly. Ian's
1: run is the best Rebirth book.
0: For so sure. freaking good! I was blown away for sure. by how good it was. The team mechanic, the premise—it just—it's uh-huh. so good. Um, uh-huh. And this seems very interesting in that it might be um, calling back. To this. Yeah. Uh, and not just because we've got Eddie Barrows drawing Tim Drake. So let's, let's dive into this. Lazarus resin is on its way to Gotham city and the magistrate <laughs> intends to use this regenerative super drug to make its forces immortal. That means, unless Tim Drake has anything to say about it. Join the ultimate heist at 20,000 feet as Robin and spoiler hijack the sky convoy. That could mean the end of freedom in Gotham forever. If the emotional baggage between Tim and Stephanie doesn't do them in first. Is the fist-flying, skydiving, robot-smashing, fascist-punching adventure that you cannot miss from rising star writer Megan Fitzmartin and top artist Eddie Barrows.
1: Sounds so dope. Sounds so dope. A,
0: this is a must pick up for me. I yep. just, I love it. And now that you mentioned the two train heists, I want, and I know they're not going to do this, I would love if at one point in both of these books the trains pass each other and we get a snippet <laughs> of awesome. what's going on in the other book in another that would panel, be awesome. And it, there's no context unless you read the other book.
1: That would be awesome.
0: I would love that, and I love this Robin design.
1: Uh, I Yeah, I think it looks pretty great.
0: Or yeah. a Tim Drake book. It You can tell there's very much like uh, Titans Robin and some Damian Wayne um, mm-hmm. influences on it, but mm-hmm. Tim Drake leading his own book, man. Tim yeah. Drake leading a Robin book, that's
1: my That's only concern, my only concern, since they mentioned spoiler in this, I have a feeling that this story is going to take place before the uh, Batgirl story. Maybe. Which makes me wonder if, A, this is where she loses an eye, mm-hmm. and two, is something going to happen to Tim? Because DC, because DC loves doing something like that
0: to Tim. That is a good question. Though Constantly. I... I know they have they have to mess with Tim at all turns, though. Constantly. I wouldn't mind if this book does lead into that Batgirls book and Tim ends up being the surprise third lead. That would be awesome. For that. That'd be in awesome. almost more of an Oracle role as Batgirl. being locked in his as Batgirl. Tim Drake Batgirl. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Put him in a purple. Let's do it do, like. it.
0: do it. The more purple we can introduce in the Bat family, the better
1: honestly the better yeah no you're uh, right we
0: also have future state harley quinn
1: uh-huh. which
0: i mean as yep. bat books go there is of course always going to be a harley quinn book uh-huh. we can't escape it i'm fine with that um i'm interested in the ideas behind this so let's so it's written by uh stephanie phillips with art by simone de yeah killer team Um, Killer team I'm interested in this So synopsis goes In a bold move that rocks Gotham City The magistrate has imprisoned Harley Quinn The villain once known as the Scarecrow Now a pawn of the magistrate Taps into Harley's knowledge of Gotham's villains And the Black Mask gang For his own dark purposes First, just a quick aside
1: Thing I love, Black Mask gang
0: Black Mask gang (laughs) But but it's the False Face Society Guys, what are we doing here?
1: It's also the Red Hood
0: gang (laughs) Come on. Anyway, uh, Crane and his bosses think they have Harley Quinn defeated and her spirit broken, but they are sorely mistaken. And Harley will have her revenge. Written by rising star Stephanie Phillips and drawn by fan favorite artist Simone de Mayo. The next era of Harley Quinn begins
1: here. So uh, coming back to the punchline of it all. um, (laughs) Pun intended. I actually think that this is punchline and not Harley.
0: Oh, interesting. Because this is supposed Why? to be in
1: the future and it she doesn't seem much older or different. I, I don't know. I it's just everyone else seems to be significantly older except for Harley and I think that's weird. That's, so that's a fair point. I think that this that might be Punchline as the new Harley.
0: I didn't think about that. That could that could be pretty cool. That, could, of, that would be really interesting. Things, yeah, one of the things I've loved about Punchline is this almost like um big sister role that Harley Quinn is kind of forced into with her. Yeah. So you'd be like, oh, honey, I've been where you are. It sucks. Like, you don't know what's going on.
1: Yeah, I think that there's a really interesting dynamic between those two together. But
0: it wouldn't surprise Um, me to have Punchline be, like, an antagonist alongside of mm -hmm. as well. So, Mm -hmm. I think regardless, Punchline's gonna show up in here.
1: Yeah. She's too new not to. And too
0: popular not to, you know? I love that she's taken off. I really, really dig her. As a kid. Uh, I think she's interesting.
1: I appreciate that she's just full on, just like no, I'm just going to be the bad guy. Like there has to be bad guys in the world, so I, I do appreciate that a lot. Um, we should revisit this conversation at some point. That's we all should. I can say. We <laughs> that punchline? Yes.
0: Yes, absolutely. That's all I can say. Uh... <laughs> so, and then the last book from the Batman family is one that I am equally friggin' excited about can i take this one <laughs> please do
1: so future state nightwing
0: nightwing uh written by andrew
1: constant which i'm not familiar with mm-hmm. uh but art by nicola scott yes scott nightwing loves loves a dick butt
0: mm-hmm. loves a dick sure butt. does sure does uh and
1: it it's solicits... listed
0: objectified character in comics Come fight mm. me
1: for a reason mm. but You're it's tight going um so the solicit goes like this batman is gone now nightwing has taken on the mission of keeping the citizens of gotham city safe from the magistrate but to do that he'll have to stay one step ahead of the magistrate and as you know things have gotten bad in gotham when the safest place for dick to hide out is in the abandoned arkham asylum <laughs> when nightwing gets a visit from a mass claiming to be the new batman does he fight like one Pick up this dark peak into the future by writer Andrew Constant and artist Nicholas Scott to find out. Um, this is interesting because I like and hate this design.
0: <laughs> Agreed. I, I think it. you can tell that it's taking a lot of inspiration from the Arkham games.
1: And Injustice, yes. And Injustice, absolutely.
0: <laughs> it's, it's both but, of those put together. <laughs> but I love that, that uh, A cover. Him just like that's perched on top thing. of the Arkham sign that's with the lightning gorgeous. cracking in the in the background. Yeah,
1: that's a Yasmin Putri. Uh she's amazing. That's, she's and fantastic. Yeah, that that cover is gorgeous. Uh I'm and, really
0: interested in this. And what it this seems to be like, cool. This has to take place after Arkham Knights. Yeah, it has to. So and I love that they're playing with time here. Like that's mm-hmm. like one of one of my um One of my guilty pleasure films is uh, Vantage Point, where it's oh I love
1: Vantage Point. Vantage Vantage Point's great, yeah, and it's it's one of
0: those things where it's like, okay, we're playing with different perspectives, we're playing with different time periods, and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. I love stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hell yeah! But I'm down for Night. I'm always down for Nightwing. Everyone knows this. I jumped back into Nightwing again with issue number seventy-five. Oh Uh, yeah,
1: which was great. so good. Which was great
0: so good to
1: have to have donna and uh mm-hmm. tempest on the first page and be like oh hey my God. I was like all right we're oh.
0: home we're we're, we're back home. to the beginning of rebirth when everything was so so hopeful yeah and bright yeah um but yeah i'm really excited for this because making nightwing essentially have to make arkham asylum into his own base yeah. And basically having him have to be this like shepherd for people in and out is really cool.
1: Super interesting. Yeah, I like that a lot.
0: So. Um, we'll, we'll we'll talk at the end about the ones that we're most excited about. Yeah. Bet. So that is the Bat Family. Um, so that's just Superman family. Let's Superman do family. Which so we've I got... love
1: that the first Superman family one is Superwoman. <laughs>
0: Basically, that's cool.
1: Like, that's yeah. the first one I solicited. That's really <laughs> neat.
0: Well, and it's so interesting because, like, it's not even one of the uh, oversized ones, no. which I find interesting. So let's, let's do the Superwoman for one first, if you want to pick that one up.
1: Hell yeah, yeah. So Future State, Kara zor L Superwoman, number one, uh, written and drawn by the two Marguerites. It's Marguerite Bennett and Marguerite Sauvage. I'm into that. Uh, yeah, I like that. That's a good team. Uh, bombshells team. Uh, they do good work together. So uh, the to solicit is Karazor L, Superman's hot-tempered cousin, has finally found peace and purpose away from Earth and its heroes. Now known as Superwoman, she watches over the moon and the refugees from across the galaxy who have congregated there, which that's interesting right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but all of that is about to change when a spaceship piloted by a runaway alien crash lands and turns Kara's world upside down. Does this fugitive come in peace, or does this arrival bring war to our hero's front door?
0: Mm. So I have mm. to say that, putting aside that really interesting, um, that really interesting solicit. Do it. We got we got a Nightwing collar on a Superwoman costume. Dude, she's rocking I'm like a this. super
1: 80s costume. It is I so 80s so Supergirl. I a love top. it.
0: Her skirt is also a cape, it's which a cape. I which is genius, and it blows it's my mind. I've so never had that before.
1: It's so good. Uh, the variant cover for that is unbelievable. Uh, who did the variant? Oh, it's Alex Garner mm-hmm. uh, of her just like taking flight over the moon. Yeah. And that I, is I so cool breathtakingly beautiful
0: until i read the solicit like it completely went over my head that that was the moon she was flying away from like Mm -hmm. it's so interesting to me
1: also i want to point out a very subtle thing love the footwear i love that the yellow outline is on the feet
0: Mm -hmm. that's
1: sick yeah that (laughs) That kind of reminds me i don't know
0: do you remember um the andrew garfield uh spider-man costume at the bottom like initially like it the, yeah, the first uh, of, like sneaker bottoms.
1: Hot take: one of the best Spider-Man costumes.
0: Agreed. Did you see it's going to be in the uh, in the game? Hell mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'm, I'm just
1: going to play as that all the ex- time. <laughs> oh, this is why we're
0: friends. This is why <laughs> this we're is friends,
1: why. dude. The yellow eyes, like it's so oh, it's, good. It's going to be so creepy.
0: It's going to be yeah. incredible. I love it. Not not as creepy as the new Peter Parker face, but it's going to be fine. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Back to Superwoman. Um, I'm interested. In this. Yeah. Pretty cool, and I think it's also interesting that it sound that it um, sounds very uh, similar to the uh, Catwoman and Nightwing stuff that they're like dealing with refugees. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's going to be a big uh, kind of overarching theme. Yeah, I wonder if
1: that's a very specific statement.
0: I would be okay with that. Yeah, that's a
1: good choice to make. Um, Also, especially since you know, Supergirl or Kara is. A refugee herself. Exactly. I like the idea of you know her world completely being disheveled by this, you know, rocket that lands on the moon. <laughs> it's it's one, it's a wonderful bit of poetic it's like, justice.
0: Huh. Well, that's interesting.
1: <laughs> Which I, I imagine has to be a Kryptonian. It has to has be a Kryptonian. Be. Has to be.
0: it has gotta China. be. Who knows? Um mm-hmm. Interesting uh, We also have I'm just going to brush past this Because we don't have the synopsis for this yet uh, Future State House of L Written yes. by Philip Kennedy Johnson With art by Scott, Scott Godlewski mm-hmm. um, I like Scott Godlewski's art We talked yeah. um, off mic About uh, our varying Opinions on Philip Kennedy Johnson Yeah but We also don't uh, know
1: what this book is So like...
0: Exactly It could be a Zod book Who knows That would be awesome That would be awesome um, but we also have, oh, I'm awesome. going to dive into this one, uh, since we're sticking with the, uh, the monthly miniseries and one shots for now. Mm-hmm. Future State Superman Wonder Woman. Very interesting. Uh, very interesting. Uh, written by Dan Waters with art by Leila Del Duca. Del Duca. Uh, first off, the, uh, the A cover for this. By Lee Weeks. Lee Weeks, gorgeous cover. One of my favorite artists of all time. Uh, Let's Um, talk about
1: that B cover, too. Oh, Jeremy Roberts. That cover is incredible.
0: Yeah, I have never seen Zendaya as Wonder Woman, but man, he he draws a great Zendaya Wonder Woman.
1: Oh, that's why I'm into it. Yeah, no, you're right. (laughs) You're right. Yeah, you're right.
0: Like, it almost... Mm. And I'm trying to, like, place who the... Who the John looks like. But anyway... um, synopsis goes like this. The sun has set on the heroes of the past and a new age is dawning at two as two arrogant gods challenge one another to a contest of strength. Superman and Wonder Woman are forced to take action to save their cities from the chaos together. Jonathan Kent and Yara floor man of science and woman of myth have the potential to become something powerful, but that's only if they can learn to get along. Can the two fledgling heroes put their differences aside long enough to save the world they have sworn to protect. We have to talk about Yara Floor. Yeah, Uh, so
1: so we should probably jump back to that real quick uh, because since she's coming up here, Future State Wonder Woman number one uh, from Joelle Jones uh, writing and drawing uh, (sighs) is the introduction of Yara Floor. Deep in the heart of the Amazon rainforest lies a hero of mythic legend, Wonder Woman. But in the absence of Diana, Yara Flor has risen out of obscurity to protect man's world from the magic that lies within it. Along with her trusty steed, she journeys to the underworld to rescue one of her Themysciran sisters from the grasp of Hades. Will she unleash the wrath of this god in the process? You don't want to miss this first appearance of a character who will change the history of Wonder Woman forever uh so that's yara floor yara floor uh has one of the best designs i've ever seen
0: holy shit right like this <laughs> that, inc- that design is a-
1: absolutely breathtaking it's so I, good
0: <laughs> i love that like it takes a lot of insp- former uh wonder woman costumes with almost mm-hmm. like and it might be this might be a controversial statement i like the uh the bathing suit cut from on this costume when it comes yeah, to like, me too. inspiration from the original hot pants that yeah. Wonder Woman wore. But it's also very God of War looking, which I yes. really dig. Yes, uh, The plated I like armor. She's got,
1: I was going to say she's got like the fleece kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then awesome. she's
0: also like her tiara. I really, mm-hmm. it's such subtle change, but I really like it. And the I fact that our newest Wonder Woman is Brazilian. Yeah. I think that's really cool too. Yara Floor has a lot of potential.
1: Yeah, that is the most. I other than next Batman, this is mm-hmm. probably the most anticipated just across the board. Agreed. Like, Agreed. It's so and, interesting.
0: And it came right out the gate. I mean, first off, Joel Jones, like Joel
1: Jones, I writing love and drawing. Some Hell yeah! And that Joel um, Jones cover is amazing. So uh, good.
0: Joel Jones probably has the best women in comics. I would. <sighs> We'd have to have that com- We might have to have that conversation. At some That's point, an
1: episode. But That's an episode. For sure it is. <laughs>
0: but I think, like, I've never seen her draw an, like, in. Uh, what am I trying to say here? A not beautiful woman. Like, no, for, e- for sure. And I mean, just her art across the board, too, because she draws incredible yeah. men. Like, yeah. But Joelle Joel. Everyone's gorgeous. Who yeah. has been just killing it, I think, on Catwoman, the yeah. reef stuff that I've been keeping up with that i'm really excited for her to be on wonder woman i am just i'm over the moon about that
1: yeah i i love this cover i love that the lariat doesn't have it it has like i don't know like some some like metal balls at the end now so it looks like an offensive weapon yeah it looks like a which is super cool cool.
0: like yeah down for that like this is a battle-tested wonder woman yeah yeah. And then jumping back to Superman Super, in one love it. And I'm yeah, really so really into this idea. I so they are going to have to do a I'm just going to say before we I, dive into this, <laughs> they're going to have to do a lot to get me on board with this Superman and I hate saying that, but Tom Taylor is already writing an incredible John Kent Superman.
1: And that's the thing.
0: And And that's the question. And that is that is the biggest question for me. I know that Yara floor is going to be fantastic. I just Mm -hmm. I feel it in my bones, but I am really um, I'm curious about what Mm -hmm. they do with this John Kent, because in my personal opinion, D.C.'s John Kent is the canon John Kent. Um, But I I'm really I'm tentatively excited about this. Um,
1: especially given the things that this John Kent did, and we'll get to that with the Superman of Metropolis. Yes, uh, solicit, but especially with with the things that this John Kent is up to, and I'm very curious to see how they're handling this.
0: Yeah this this is a very if you have been keeping up with the mm-hmm. um, oh what's it called with the uh, current John Kent stuff and with, yeah what his solicit is for his solo book. I'm really curious what they're going to do with him because that is, it's very, it feels to me out of character, but yes, um, yes, it, it
1: does. Speaking it feels of very out of character,
0: speaking of a creative team, taking characters out of character, Legion of superheroes, future state um, <laughs> written by Brian. Michael Mendes <laughs> I couldn't (laughs) hold it together. I couldn't. That was so good! Wow. (laughs) Uh, Written by Brian Michael Bendis. Art by Riley Rossmo. Uh, Yeah,
1: Riley Rossmo is an interesting choice for that.
0: Especially for Bendis.
1: For Bendis, that's a really weird choice.
0: So let's do the synopsis real quick. Whatever happened to the Legion of Superheroes? The team is no more, and the United Planets are in total chaos as one of the Legion's own has turned on the entire galaxy. Everyone is affected, and not everyone survived. Ultra Boy tries to put the Legion back together to face the future head-on. Find out the fates of all your favorite Legionnaires like Shadow Last, Triplicate Girl, Brainiac 5, and Bouncing Boy. Plus a shocking twist in the Legion mythology and a long overdue appearance by a legion of by the legion of substitute heroes it's all here in a truly way out tale by writer brian michael bendis and artist extraordinaire riley ross so i want to ask you a question okay um like me are your favorite legionnaires shadow last triplicate girl brainiac five and bouncing boy
1: uh, I would actually put Bouncing Boy like in my top
0: ten. Okay, yes, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to Bouncing Boy because it is is undisputedly the I best. I kind era-able. of
1: love Bouncing Boy, but otherwise, me? no. What well, are we doing here? What are we favorite Legionnaire? So,
0: On L is nowhere to be found.
1: So this was originally listed as being Legion, uh five thousand. I think is what it said. Originally, uh, when, it, when the solicits like, first came out for the, for the Future mm-hmm. State stuff, it was listed as like, Legion 5000 was like the, the title card, yeah. which I, made me believe that it was going to be in the future of Legion,
2: mm-hmm. which I
1: thought that was an interesting idea. Right. I don't actually know what this is. I'm very curious. <laughs> the Legion book, I haven't been loving it, but I've been liking it. Agreed. Um,
0: I there was there was a book that I was so frustrated with I think it was like one or two issues ago where it was like the the uh, the solicit was like find out the shocking truth behind Monel and like all this stuff yeah and it was nothing and I remember I have not been physically angry at a book since uh-huh. Superman year one Superman <laughs> year one made hey, me physically angry, angry.
1: Hey, I get you. I get. You. I
0: was so angry at that book. No, I get that. I am. I am curious about this. I believe that. I don't know if you've if you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time. I think you know my uh, opinions on Brian Michael Bendis and DC Comics. Mm-hmm. But I've been enjoying Legion of Superheroes. I haven't been yeah. loving it. Okay. Um, I thought
1: that the last two issues were fantastic. I think that was a really the, genius like experiment, and I think it paid off really well.
0: It was a great experiment, and I think that it would. It's not something that I would like to them to do often. Which no, I
1: no. I'm a, glad that it was just two issues,
0: but I have a feeling that because it's so successful, they are going to want to do it more often, and I don't like that. Mm. Um, but I liked them for what they are, and I'm interested to see what next week's um. At the at the time of this recording, recording is recording. Yeah. Like, week or two in advance i'm interested to see because i think the next issue is coming out
1: yeah uh, i think next, that's week, next week
0: but yeah we'll see this seems really interesting i don't know how much um influence it's going to have on the greater future state event or on the legion book
1: i feel like this is something that right. will affect the legion Agreed. book more than future state which is that's fair cool um, this also is notably, uh, and we'll get to one character later, but this is one of two character designs who have prosthetic legs, which I think that's yes. really cool. Um, especially aesthetic. in the future. Uh, mm. The idea of having prosthetic legs in the future, where I mean, obviously, like I'm sure you could just have like anti-grab legs, or you know, like yeah, get your legs just get regrown Loan or something. Back. Yeah, you know. So I think that's really cool. That is mm. something very interesting and notable here.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: and that's cool. Otherwise, I have no idea what this is. Me either. Let's move on.
0: So, we're going to roll right <laughs> on to the last uh, We, we should season, probably one shot in this. Yeah. Which yeah. is uh, Future State Superman versus Imperious Lex. This is written by mm-hmm. Mark Russell with art by Steve Pugh. Uh hmm. Welcome to Lexor, home of the greatest businessman in the universe, Lex Luthor. After years of prosperity, Lex's utopia is at last ready to join the ranks of the United Planets and promote peace among worlds. However, Lex has never done anything unless he had something to gain from it. What could it be up to this time? Sounds like a job for Superman and his wife Lois Lane, the Earth representative to the U.P. It's time the Man of Steel shut down this former Metropolis magnate once and for all. So, first off,
1: uh, hell yeah. Uh, Secondly, uh, it's interesting that this is another one that seems to take place before the main line of Future State stuff. Because we'll we'll get to what's going on with, with Cal true so, but this seems like it's taking place before thirdly yeah. did you notice how weird the cover is with his face yes
0: it looks like he is a face on a face yeah he's face wearing on a mask. mask it might not be Lex Luthor
1: yeah that's or it interesting might,
0: I, I think it's really I mean it feels almost very um oh what's it called um Stepford almost like in its yes. presentation yes so I'm interested yes. to see if like maybe the reveal is like Lex died a long time ago and this is like an algorithm or something like that'd be tight. Who knows? And it's like he, you know, it's Superman's ideology versus Lex's literal ideology.
1: Uh, I hope it's mercy. That'd be cool. Mercy Graves deserves
0: better. Mer- mercy Graves deserves better, though. What a, I do what a love a great character. If you look at the B, uh, B cover, that's an interesting look at a Superman costume
1: looking at it right now where are you it's like,
0: where, where are, are you, you my friend up a boulder oh
1: yeah 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 i do like that costume that's right and cool.
0: i am always interested in superman with gray hair that's, that's just me yeah
1: hell yeah oh yeah that's the simone de mayo cover yeah there Th- is simone de Mayo's is crushing it right now
0: absolutely um, she is doing
1: amazing work everywhere
0: Hell yeah. Uh, you alluded to it before, so let's go ahead and dive into the big oversized issues here, starting with Superman Worlds Superman. of War. Worlds
1: of War. Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> so this is uh, this is written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, once again, mm-hmm. but art by Michael Janine. Big A fan, fan favorite. Janine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Especially on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um so this monumental feature state title features four big stories. First, Clark Kent is gone, leaving a Superman-shaped hole behind. People gather in Smallville to celebrate their hero, little realizing that he is across the galaxy helping others. Superman has gone to War World, where he fights as a gladiator in the deadly pits of Mongol. But this is Superman we're talking about, and his idea of a victory does not line up with the expectations of a Mongol's hordes
1: i will say i love that that sounds I,
0: awesome gladiator superman like,
1: gladiator superman looking like john
0: carter like <laughs> looking like he-man yeah <laughs> either way I, so. I
1: love it this is like super pulp superman and mm-hmm. i love it that sounds badass yeah <laughs> sounds great. and
0: i love the i love the design i'm really interested in the idea really behind design. it yeah it should be really really interesting that uh, should be fun Mr. Miracle by Brandon Easton and Valentine DeLondro, which goes like this. Uh, Meanwhile, on the other side of Warworld, other agents are at work struggling for a better life. Shiloh Norman, the man known as Mr. Miracle, has ridden a boom tube across the cosmos from Metropolis and finds himself or to find himself at odds with an entire planet.
1: Pretty interesting that they're using Shiloh Norman, a character Mm -hmm. who does not get a lot of play.
0: No, because he is the inferior Mister Miracle. Uh,
1: because he is the inferior Mister Miracle, which is a real bummer.
0: Which I think is interesting. Why they would choose him then?
1: Uh, I imagine of the like Metropolis connection. I think he's from Metropolis, so fair. Like, You know why not? Um, but that's that's really interesting. Uh, I I don't. I'm not familiar with that creative team at Mm-mm. all. Um, I think Valentine Delandro might have done some of Bitch Planet
0: oh okay interesting uh
1: but that's like the only familiarity i have with them Mm -hmm. um but yeah uh again Shiloh norman really interesting choice
0: odd choice for sure it's a character that
1: i like but they just never do anything with that character outside of like Shiloh norman is big in like final crisis and that's it
0: (laughs) (laughs) because it's it's a morrison created like a uh, like a simon baz like Right. Really cool exactly. concept for a character. Really cool concept. Never utilized Never
1: ever. did anything good with that character. Yeah. And never will. And never will. Sad. Simon Boz is just not real.
0: <sighs> Man. Um, we also have Black Racer. Hell yeah. By Jeremy Adams and uh, Sia Ohm. Which says, on top of that, the Black Racer, a girl raised in the slums of War World to be one of its top competitors, turns betrayal into a crusade to fight for the freedom of others like her. This feels very John Carter.
1: That feels very John Carter. And I love me some Black Racer. For sure. So to make Absolutely. the Black Racer like some girl from, World, from War World. Yes. That sounds awesome.
0: Opens the door for a lot of interesting uh, character designs too. Hell, which I'm super yeah. into.
1: Just keep the skis.
0: Keep the skis. Gotta have keep the, skis. the
1: skis. If you don't have the skis, it's not the Black Racer. I don't care who you are. <laughs> like that's the point. Um,
0: and then finally we have. Midnighter. Midnighter by Becky Clunan, Michael W. Conrad, and Gleb Melnikov. I like Hell Gleb yeah. Melnikov a Hell lot.
1: Hell yeah. I love some Gleb. Gleb is amazing.
0: And I also like Becky Clunan too. She's yeah. great.
1: Yeah. And it's become a really good writer. I think Absolutely. Becky Clunan's writing has gotten
0: really good. Really, really good. Um, it says, at the same time, Midnighter, the greatest fighter from Earth. Debatable, Mm -hmm. is punching his way through a whole mess of trouble. He's on the hunt for a new energy source, deadlier than kryptonite. His goal to shut it down before it gets unleashed on an unsuspecting universe.
1: I will say, I do appreciate that they have taken like painstakingly obvious turns to make Midnighter like Phantom X.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Um, (laughs)
1: like he is, he is, he is Dollar General Phantom X, and I really appreciate that. I think that's wonderful. Except he's Uh, gay.
0: Phantom X I would argue that Phantom X is pan at least. F- Phantom X and Betsy are my, Ooh, are my ship. couple. I will great, I will always couple. ship that from Uncanny X Force. That, yeah. that is the team.
1: Hell yeah. But then you also have Phantom X and
0: and Phantom <laughs> X. And Phantom X <laughs> and, <laughs> and Phantom, Phantom X. X.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Phantom X is pan. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs>
0: Um, we also have uh, Immortal Wonder Woman, written by Michael mm-hmm. W. Conrad with Becky Cloonan on art. I really dig <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, yes. I really, really dig it.
1: Wait, no, this isn't Becky Cloonan drawing it.
0: Oh no, you're right.
1: No, it's right. Jen Bartel drawing. it. Jen Bartel is, which art. is even right. better. Even better. Jen Bartel yes. is.
0: Oh man. Mwah. That's so. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Can't wait. Yeah, that is. That is going to be fantastic. Uh, so yeah. it goes like this. The undoing are coming. What is the undoing? Who knows? I long love past the age of heroes. Few, so long past um, Malcolm's pitch for the DC Comics line. Thank you. Uh, few of Diana Prince's <laughs> friends survived. <laughs> Go back in the
1: episode. That was good. That was good.
0: Uh, And most of her sisters have passed as well. And as an immortal goddess, this is her lot. But then a threat appears that even the mighty dark side can't handle. And it's up to Wonder Woman to take on the battle. It's big action and high fantasy at the end of time. Courtesy of Eisner award-winning cartoonist Becky Cloonan and her Doom Patrol co-writer Michael W. Conrad. With the popular artist Jen Bartell making her interior art maybe. For DC.
1: Mm, mm, I can't wait for this book. It's going to be so awesome. It's going to be fantastic.
0: It's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be a great read. I'm really interested in this design they have for her.
1: Uh, The bat belt and the kryptonite necklace.
0: Yes. (laughs) The bat bat belt and the kryptonite necklace.
1: Super interesting.
0: Super interesting. And I have been really into these ponytail designs. Me too. Me too. That, I'm really little, about this. That little gray streak on her as well. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we're turning her into into Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, but
1: take. that's 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 dope. Yeah, I'm uh, absolutely into it. That Peach Momoko variant cover is mm-hmm. uh, strikingly Loves. gorgeous. Uh, funny enough, uh, Marvel exclusive now. Peach Momoko. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that's a shame.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean it's one great of for their Marvel. Stormbringers. They're like next wave of artists that they want to highlight. So she is like Marvel exclusive now.
0: But yeah. <laughs> I love how they always have like log lines for when they bring in a bunch of new artists. Yes. It used to be the Young Guns program, mm-hmm. and now it's the
1: Stormbringers. <laughs> the Young Guns. The Stormbringers. Yeah. It's cute.
0: Next one, they're just going to spit in DC's face and call them the New Gods. <laughs> They'll call them Young Justice. Yeah. God. Right. <laughs> Um, And then this one, interestingly enough, only has one backup, which I find really interesting. Nubia, it's the
1: only it's the only one you need. Exactly right. Uh, <laughs> by Elmo yeah.
0: McKinney, Aletha E. Martinez, and art by Mark Morales. Mm-hmm. So this one goes. Then peer into a closer future as the original champion of Themyscira strikes out on her own. Things have not been stable on Paradise Island for some time, and Nubia has found a new home in man's world. Now she is tasked with protecting it from the dangers of the world of myths and magic. The writer of DC's Nubia, real one. L.L. McKinney it takes this powerful Amazon to a whole new level.
1: I'm all about this. If, if you super listen to our DC, you know, where we want it to go talk, you know, that yeah. I'm a fan of Nubia. <laughs> absolutely. And, and she absolutely
0: is... does not get as much play as she deserves.
1: No, absolutely not. She hasn't gotten any play in like 25 years, which is mm-hmm. insane. So, yeah, like I'm I'm about this. Hell yeah. yeah. Let's let it ride.
0: Super, super into this. Yeah. Um, And then finally, we have in the Superman family, Superman of Metropolis. This is the one that I am the most cautiously optimistic about.
1: Very curious.
0: We're going to talk about it. Um, The initial Superman of Metropolis main part of the book is written by Sean Lewis with art by John Timms. I like John Timms art. Not super familiar.
1: I think he's okay.
0: I don't love John Timms art. So it goes like this before leaving for parts unknown to hang out with undertaker and, Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> uh, Clark Kent entrusted Earth's safety to his son. Now, Jonathan Kent is Superman. Top priority for this new Superman to protect Metropolis. When a new version of Brainiac attacks, John takes drastic measures, which result in the Bottle City of Metropolis. Uh-huh. But watch out, John, because Supergirl is on her way, and she is not happy with your decision. Uh-huh. So, there's a couple things that I want to spotlight here. First off, the design. I think they need to decide whether he has a cape or not. Yeah,
1: it's interesting that like of all the covers that he's on, there's two or three of them where he has a cape.
0: (laughs) And one or two of them where he doesn't.
1: And he doesn't. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, I like the design.
0: Yeah, I like the design. You know, as all John Kent designs should, it harkens back to his original design. Yeah. The original I, in design.
1: I also think it does need the briefs though. Agreed. It, it's go it's it's going back right to that new fifty two problem of losing the briefs. Just there's too much blue. Absolutely. It's very distracting. It it needs the briefs. I like that it's a bigger belt that kinda helps mm-hmm. break it up a little bit, yes. but it, it needs the briefs.
0: Um so also, supergirl, not superwoman. So that's an interesting thing. Who do you think Supergirl is? Um, I could see this going one of two ways. I could see this going as I, a prior to the Superwoman book, okay. or B, we have someone come in, um, I don't even know who could be. That's
1: the thing. Cause I don't know who that would be.
0: I mean, this would be a great time to retcon and bring Fiora into, uh, into the DC comics. That'd be tall. But yeah, just a super militaristic Supergirl. That'd be Uh, sick. That would be cool. Um, But I can't really, off the top of my head, I can't think of, unless we're bringing back Lana Lang, Supergirl. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's It's interesting. I'm I'm curious. I think that's
1: a very specific, like, if it's a flub, that's a really big flub. But if not, then that's a very specific hint of something. And I don't know Mm -hmm.
0: what. So alongside that, we have The Guardian, written by Sean Lewis with art by Cully Hamner.
1: Hell yeah. Like some Cully Hamner.
0: Love some Collie Uh which goes. Meanwhile, in the new bottle city, a new hero has risen. Jake Jordan, the former Manhattan Guardian, came to the city of tomorrow to start over. But he's not the only one who wants a new beginning. An anarchist calling herself Typhoid Mary. I'm sorry. Honest Mary. <laughs> this time of trouble <laughs> as an opportunity for rebirth and she'll tear down the entire city to prove her point. Does Jake have what it takes to save his new home from disasters, both inside and out of the bottle? Superman's former pal, Jimmy Olsen, is going to make sure he does. Hell yeah. So... I'm interested in this. I don't yeah. because I, I am a sucker for Guardian stories. Me too. I love Guardian. I think Guardian maybe such it's a cool because idea. he's a knockoff Captain America. Who I knows? mean, that's all it
1: is. Yeah, I, but he's I, awesome.
0: I really enjoy Guardian. I think he's he's someone who, um, he's rife to reboot. Like yes. he is someone who is so unimportant to the wider DC universe that you can yeah. reboot a million times and for still sure. retain the spirit of the character.
1: For sure. Which I love. Uh, I mean, he's got one of the best designs. That gold helmet, gold shield is just such a perfect striking design. Uh, And the shield
0: is always the same shape as Superman's original Mm S-Shield, which I love. Which I love, yeah. Um, And then finally, we have our second dealing of Mr. Miracle. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Also by Brandon Easton and Valentin Delandro.
1: Isn't that interesting that it like connects to the Superman worlds at war one?
0: Yeah, I'm That's wondering because this, okay. So it's finally the current Mr. Miracle Shiloh Norman is also in the bottle and he's looking for a way out. He'd better be careful though, or he may end up someplace unexpected. It's a story that continues in Superman worlds of war. Number one. So this is very clearly a prequel to that story, but <laughs> I don't know if that means you should read Superman of Metropolis before worlds at war.
1: That's the question.
0: Um, and that's, I really, I hope just for my sanity's sake that they release a reading order for this.
1: I, I wonder if the reading order is just going to be like release order, which will be messy the first week because, you know, metal comes out the same week as, Mm -hmm the generation's one shot, you know, so that that'll be messy that first week. Yeah. But I imagine the reading order just has to be like release order. If not, like that'd be foolish. fingers
0: crossed, man. But like, yeah. it's, it's interesting to me that they are going to be, um, tying them in. So neatly, I don't know if that means that in the second issue, the Mr. Miracle book just doesn't show up or the mirror, or it just becomes a two, it yeah. two story issue for the next That's one. But
1: an interesting question. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But moving on to the final family of books, it's Justice, the Justice League. League family. See, this is the one that I think is the most interesting to me on a curiosity level. Uh huh. Lots of curious things here. Do we want to start with the oversized comics or the monthly miniseries?
1: Uh, let's start with the oversized. Let's start with Justice League. Justice League. Hell yeah! Not
0: the Justice League, unfortunately. Nope. But unfortunately, uh, but unfortunately. maybe,
1: but closer than I, you know. You're right it's not bad uh Absolutely. do you want me to take it please cool uh so future state justice league number one written by joshua williamson we've already said we love joshua williamson Love me some joshua williamson. Uh, and art by robeson roca and daniel henriks uh which is pretty
0: cool yeah i like i like roca
1: yeah me too uh i i think that's a good pick um and boy, this
0: team. Uh, witness oh, the man. start. I am so into this team.
1: Oh boy. Witness the start of a new era for the Justice League. Starring Jonathan Kent as Superman. Yara Flores, Wonder Woman. Joel Molin as Green Lancer. Joel Molin as Green Lancer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Andy Curry as Woman. A Wonder new man. Flash from the Multiverse. And Redacted as Batman. Tim, Box, uh, Tim Fox Tim uh, Fox, or Duke t- Thomas.
0: <laughs> I'm keeping him in the mix. I don't care how or, improbable it
1: is. Or Lucius Fox. Who knows? Maybe it's Lucius Fox. That'd be I tight. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, together, they protect the future. Yet apart, their identities are secret, even from one another. But why? When their greatest adversaries wind up murdered in an abandoned Hall of Justice, all clues point to the Justice League. The new team's adventure begins here.
0: Uh, into this team
1: lineup. I'm so into this team lineup. I'm so glad that they uh, not only have uh, kept a visual aesthetic for Joe's costume, but they've even updated it and made it look even more mature. And mm-hmm. it looks even better than the costume she has now.
0: Strong disagree, but I still Ooh. think it's a
1: fantastic design. I Nothing oh, wrong man, with it. I love it.
0: Nothing wrong maybe, with it. Whatsoever. Maybe it's
1: because Dan Moore is doing the cover. And so, like, just looking at Dan Mara drawing Joe is just so tight.
0: Oh, Dan's my God. Drawing all of these people. Is oh just Oh, my cool.
1: God. Oh, I, God.
0: I'm really into this team. And I love so that they are. It. And this might sound strange. But I love that they're giving it a, an Avengers spin. Where yeah. it's not. You know, we're the super friends, all fans of each other all the time. This yeah, is... this
1: this works for giving the Justice League an Avenger spin, unlike, let's say, the movie um, yes. or the new 52. Um, but, but it's this like, idea this idea this that, like they're
0: all distrustful of each other and they don't yeah. know what to think, especially Batman. They don't even know who it is.
1: Yeah, I'm so about this. Also, super cool to have Andy be a an aqua woman and she looks great. That costume is awesome. It's so mm-hmm. tight. Uh, And we'll get back to her in a bit. But yeah, I'm so about this team. Also, that Flash costume is so sick.
0: Really, really cool looking. I don't know who that Flash is, but
1: like, holy crap, that is such a sick costume.
0: There were those rumors about it being um, Captain Boomerang's son. Oh, Owen.
1: Interesting.
0: Because he is a speedster. And it could be from, and since it does say from the multiverse, that's possible.
1: And Owen from a different, I, that's interesting. This this Captain Boomerang, or this Captain Boomerang, this Flash does look, uh uh, 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 to be of color. So,
0: which I find also really interesting.
1: That is, especially if it is an Owen from an alternate universe, that's mm-hmm. really interesting because Boomerang, pretty racist.
0: So <laughs> Boomerang, very
1: white, <laughs> very white, and pretty racist. So absolutely. That'd be pretty interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, I love that this, flash this design. It's so good.
0: So cool. I mean, oh, all the designs oh, here. This boy. was the first cover that I saw the purple, the purple under the uh-huh. bat
1: cape. And and this Batman costume looks different than the one that we're getting in the next it Batman does. because it's all black. Which
0: I find with really the interesting. yellow
1: symbol, and I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's two different Batman running around.
0: Ooh, or there's three. It or is 3 Luke Fox Tim Fox and Duke Thomas. They're that all that would running.
1: be that would be awesome if this one was Dude,
0: Duke. We we give it a Mystery of the Batwoman twist where it's three people it's three in different one ones.
1: costume. That would be sick.
0: That would be and, really damn cool. And also this, good pull. <laughs> thank you. Love that movie. It's bad, but I love it. Yeah, it's really um, good. It's fun. <laughs> but this would also like now that I'm looking at it with that Stupid comment I just made. This could be a really easy progression of Duke Thomas's uh, mm-hmm. s- signal costume.
1: Uh, crap costume. Yes, the the terrible yes. one. Yeah. Yes, I. Yeah, the the worst costume in comics right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, hard to. Uh, say. It's, it's it's hard to disagree. Five. It, it, top five it's, worst. It's, it's not anywhere near costumes. good, but it's. I don't think it's the worst. It, um, it's, it's, I think it's top five. <laughs> fair, but I really, I'm really digging this, and I love the murder mystery idea yeah. too
1: i think that's super cool i love that they're still operating out of the hall of justice too i think that's really cool yeah. that's a very specific weird thing but i think that's mm-hmm. so neat um yeah this this is gonna be sick for like sure. this is gonna be cool. so and it's, sick it's
0: also got a really interesting backup too which is uh justice, justice league, league dark, dark. yeah take it away
1: yeah Rom v writing and uh marcio takara drawing which i love me some marcio takara
0: sure uh,
1: hell yeah um, and in this new tale of the Justice League Dark, a witch hunt across the DC universe begins as magic users are harvested and executed, and the uh-huh. team is on the run. Zatanna and Detective Chimp, now possessed by Etrigan.
0: Yes. <laughs> give me Gorilla Grodt, Etrigan.
1: Uh, yes. Uh, must round up new and old teammates, including John Constantine, Ragman, and Madame Xanadu. Their mission? To battle the Mad... Power the to battle the power mad Crow King Merlin before his plans for ma- magical domination destroy the fabric of reality. But where is Dr. Fate and what led the team to disband in the first place? Discover the truth here, which is pretty interesting. Rom V is, uh, is now the current writer on Justice League Dark, mm-hmm. so I imagine this is going to tie pretty nicely with his run, which right. is really cool. Um, yeah. But also, uh, that Zatanna redesign is amazing. Yes. Uh, they am showed that, that just just a wee bit in that big, like, future state mm-hmm. uh, teaser image. And I think it's super cool with, like, the hood and everything. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love that. That looks beautiful. I'll, I'll, um, I'll miss
0: the top hat, but. I'll miss the top hat, but
1: if you're on the run, a top hat's nowhere to go. It's, it's
0: very recognizable.
1: Very recognizable. So, yeah, I'm pretty about that. Uh, that yeah, it looks, is gonna it looks be interesting awesome. for sure.
0: Uh, jumping over now to Green Lantern, Future State Green Lantern. Mm. I'm really interested in this.
1: This is going to be interesting.
0: Um, So the main story is The Last Lanterns written by Jeffrey Thorne and Tom with art by Tom Rainey. Mm-hmm. So it goes a little like this. Assigned to map and contact new life forms past the 3,600 known sectors of space protected by the Green Lantern Corps, John Stewart and an elite team of lanterns are trapped behind enemy lines and fighting for their lives when the central, patter- central power battery goes dark and leaves the entire corps defenseless.
1: That's interesting. That's scary.
0: Yes, very scary. I'm, I'm also, just because it's a lot smaller than the other synopses. I'm just going to roll through these as well, and then we can talk about the other stories. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Meanwhile, across the cosmos, Green Lantern Jessica Cruz finds herself powerless and forced to battle the invading yellow lanterns of the Sinestro Corps. And Guy Gardner, trapped on a distant world, decides to reopen Warrior's Bar.
1: So the Jessica Cruz one is uh, written by Ryan Cady and drawn by Sammy Basri. So I think Sammy Bosery is really awesome. Did a Power Girl run years ago.
0: Uh,
1: oh, good yes, artist. yes, yes, yes. Um, but the title of that is The Taking of Sector 123, which is a great pun. Yes. That's, that's, that's <laughs> absolutely terrific. So 10 out of 10 right there. Automatically, you, you got my vote. You got my vote of confidence. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah i don't know these sound interesting they sound like interesting green lantern stories and it's surprising that they don't star hal at all or kyle Mm -hmm. at all i think that's very interesting
0: which i find really interesting um yeah and even in the colors like or the covers they are nowhere to be found no no not at all which i find really odd who
1: do you think that is on the variant cover
0: I think that's John the Stewart. yellow
1: sword. Is that Jon Stewart?
0: It, it looks, I mean, it looks like it could be to he's me. He's kind
1: of reggae out. Like, he's I just wouldn't, finally I, chilled I wouldn't out hate about it. the Zansi thing. Like... Maybe.
0: I mean, I mean, honestly, because the main cover looks shows him, Kilowog, and somebody else.
1: Uh, That's New York.
0: Oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely
1: mm-hmm. right. Yeah, uh, 100%. But, that's the first thing I noticed.
0: But they're <laughs> walking away from, like, it looks like Dead Rings. So I could easily see um, them having to adapt to new stuff.
1: Yeah. I I like the idea of the yellow. I don't know if it's yellow energy, if it's like fear energy powering that sword, or Mm -hmm. if it's just a fire sword, which would be cool.
0: But I love that
1: design. I think that design looks awesome. And Jon Stewart should do that with his hair. It's a major improvement. He doesn't look like such a piece of crap anymore. Like he looks awesome now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm interested. It seems like, and I'm a huge Jessica Cruz mark. So I, me am,
1: too. I love Jessica Cruz. I think she's amazing.
0: I would I would love a Jessica Cruz Joe Maline team up. Oh That,
1: would be oh, 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 that sounds. But I,
0: and I also find it interesting that Joe Maline is nowhere to be seen in this Green Lantern book. <laughs> so
1: that's a very curious thing. I mm-hmm. if if she's just the Lantern for. Uh, for Justice League, I think that's pretty interesting and pretty cool. Yeah, um, I think that's sure. what they should be doing just yeah. kind of all over. Like, right. have a lantern for Justice League. That's mm-hmm. not the lantern who's the lantern of the sector, like, whatever. Right. That's a well, good idea. It
0: also makes sense, like, if, if you've been reading Far Sector, you know that her ring works differently from other rings. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense that if she's the last Green Lantern, because her power doesn't technically come from the It doesn't character. come from, yeah. Which I find, re- I still, I love that aspect about her character. Read Me Far too. Sector. Read Far, Far Sector's Sector. so good. I talk about it every single time it comes up. Read Far Sector. It's so good. And then finally, in the oversized books, Future State Suicide Squad. <sighs> uh-huh. By Robbie Thompson <laughs> with art by <laughs> Javi Fernandez. First of all, I love Javi Fernandez art. Me too. Me big, too. Big, fan
1: of that. Big fan. Um,
0: it says the future, the future squad, the suicide squad enters the future state era as Amanda Waller uses Task Force X to save the world and remake it in her image. But what happens when the team shows up to stop her?
1: Uh huh. Now, what's interesting is that they don't talk about the big elephant in the room, with which is this... the cover. Yeah, they like... they're not talking about who's in this book in the solicit. It was talked about in press uh, afterwards.
0: Mm-hmm. Give it to me. Uh, talk about it's it.
1: It's Connor. It's Connor.
0: Our boy. Connor Kent. Our boy Connor Kent. The one and only. It's definitely echoing the um uh-huh. the um the,
1: the uh the Teen Titans future story.
0: Yeah, the T suit. Yeah. What are they called?
1: Uh, uh, oh man, this,
0: what's that story called? Oh, uh, cause it's not the terror
1: type. No,
0: that's a different no. team. Yeah.
1: Uh, I don't remember what I don't the...
0: either, but like, it's definitely yeah. ripping from that design. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just so curious on who this team is.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's an alternate universe. So this is the one with the second, uh, second character with prosthetic legs this flash Mm -hmm. has prosthetic legs in another
0: killer design
1: another killer design uh which complements the other design really well really well i think it's cool that they both complement each other
0: um and i'm wondering if they're connected since uh, it is the multiverse it is the
1: multiverse exactly Mm -hmm. um
0: but this also has the distinction of the creepiest aquaman design
1: a very creepy aquaman design i don't like that it makes
0: me uncomfortable to look at the
1: eyes yeah i really don't like it 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 hurts to look at. Um, yeah,
0: and then we've got like vampire hunter looking Batman. Yeah, who like his face looks all messed up. Yeah, I don't know if this is like a Tim Drake or a Damian Wayne. Who knows? I don't know. But it looks like mainline Wonder Woman, which is strange.
1: It does look like mainline Wonder Woman, which there has to be something to that. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And then Martian Manhunter, super like thinned out and creepy looking it, it he's obviously drawn know. by greg Capula. <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly hasn't hit the gym martian manhunter not in a while
0: uh,
1: yeah this is a really interesting thing
0: yeah i'm i don't know what, what this I is i know the least about i think and i'm yeah. really curious also about this uh this backup yeah black adam Written by Jeremy Adams with art by Fernando Pazarin. Um, And in the second story in this extra-sized issue, Black Adam, the immortal one-time champion of the Wizard Shazam, rules the planet Kondok in the 853rd century. Can he save the future from a threat rooted in the past?
1: That sounds awesome.
0: Yes. That sounds awesome. And And I wonder... Planet
1: Kondok? That's amazing.
0: And I wonder whether it's going to be um, whether it might have any crossover with uh, future Wonder Woman, since she is also immortal.
1: Ah, or- see, I was because... wondering if it would have any. Cro- uh, that's what I was expecting. crossover Yeah, region. Which is interesting. I don't know, man. It's interesting. It's I'm very interesting. For sure. It's
0: a weird so, one. Looking at all of these. Oh no, we've got one more.
1: Well, I was gonna say we forgot. Oh, jo- we, forgot. we have like five more. A what am I talking? A couple about? good ones. Let's let's go to Aquaman. Let's do let's, it. Let's talk go about Aquaman it. real quick. Talk Future about Future State it. Aquaman, written by Brandon Thomas and art uh, by Daniel Sampier, uh, with Sampier. Okay. The I- I'm assuming Sampier. I don't know. Uh, the, uh an incredible redesign for Jackson mm-hmm. Hyde. Uh, like you finally. Didn't call Yeah, bringing that character looking like Calderon is the right choice. Uh,
0: Mm -hmm. Again,
1: good hair, too. Um, When Jackson Hyde accepted the mantle of Aquaman, he didn't expect to have to mentor Andy Curry, Arthur and Mara's teen daughter. Nor did he expect that he and Andy would get sucked into the confluence, an interdimensional nexus that connects distant planets and galaxies through the one great ocean and he certainly didn't expect to lose Andy in the process of trying to find their way back home. Now Jackson's not sure how long he's been stuck in a prison on Neptune, five years? Or how many times he's tried to escape, 200 at least. But today, Jackson saw something in the water that gave him hope for the first time in a long time, and his captors have no idea what
0: he's got in store for them. That sounds awesome! It sounds super cool. A couple things. First off, I have to give... Um, I have to give props to uh, good brother of the podcast, Andrew Kincaid, because we do like every so often when sometimes we'll get together, we will pitch our own like DC film slates. We'll come up with DC movies and everything. And about a year ago, almost a year ago, he was pitching me this Aquaman movie where essentially the uh, the deeper you go into the ocean, like the the very depths of the ocean is essentially the access point to the multiverse. And okay. which I thought was really interesting and a really cool idea. Um, it. And it's this whole one great ocean concept. Yeah. An interventional Nexus that connects distant planets and galaxies nice. to one great ocean. And great reading this, I was like, wait Nicely a done. second. Nicely so done. I really, I'm interested in this is, is another prison break book, which I'm yeah. always down for prison breaks, yeah. tournaments and turn Mm hmm. Like, I'm interested in this, and this is also giving us uh, Andy Curry before the...
1: Before Justice, Justice League. League. Yeah, which is really interesting.
0: And I'm wondering like if that. that means that Justice League is the furthest in the timeline of all of these books, because we know because you noted the, it um, must be. the costume changes as well. It must
1: be. I didn't even... Yeah, it must be. Huh. So
0: I'm, I'm interested in what they decide to do with this. Hmm. Also, this cover... The A cover for this is is amazing. so good. Andy Curry is surfing a fish, which is having the worst time.
1: The A cover is good, but the B cover is just as good, if not better, by Carrie. Uh, I always go to say Carrie Payton. Carrie Randolph. (laughs) (laughs) By Carrie Randolph. I love Carrie Randolph. I think he's one of the best artists of black people right now. Um,
0: It looks great. It really does. Man,
1: God, that is just dynamic as hell.
0: And also, (laughs) this is... I, I would argue this this specific B cover is the most Calderon he has ever looked. It is Calderaam's face. It, it is that is Calderum legit Calderaam's face. Yes,
1: <laughs>
0: I love it, but with dreads and it
1: gets yes. badass. So. <laughs> I'm
0: re- but I'm also really curious on what this means for Jackson Hyde and for Aquaman uh-huh. in this story. Uh huh. Since he is not the Aquaman of the Justice League, uh-huh. um, I find that very interesting, and I'm also a little worried. A little worried about that. A little worried. Yep. Uh, another book yeah, that I I'm about worried this. about, but I really want to read, but I'm really, really worried about is The Flash. <laughs> I'm always worried about The Flash. You know this. Uh, Anyone who listens to this podcast knows how worried I am about The Flash at all times.
1: Hey, listen, interesting creative team, though.
0: Sure is. We've got uh, it's written by Brandon Vietti. Art by Dale Eaglesham. I am a huge Eaglesham mark. I'm Me too. F- I,
1: I love Eaglesham. And the fact that this is Brandon Vietti's first comic write, writing.
0: Yes. Which is a huge thing. Especially with the concepts in this uh, solicit. Yeah. Uh, let's dive into that real quick. So it says with no powers, no backup and no other choice. Barry Allen and the other former flashes face the deadliest threat they've ever encountered. Wally West. <sighs> I'm going to try to get through this. Possessed by an evil force trapped for thousands of years inside the Speed Force, Barry turns to his great... ...to save the young man he loves like a son. In the end, how much will Barry sacrifice to save the former kid, Flash? A couple problems with this. I'm just going to... huh First off... Wally West is a villain again.
1: Stop vilifying Wally West. Stop 2K, vilifying 2K. Wally 2K. West.
0: Second, former Kid Flash. This man is a former Flash. Yeah. This man is the Flash. Thank you. Thank Leave you. him alone.
1: He, he's the fastest man alive.
0: He is the literal fastest man have alive. They
1: literally established that he is the fastest man alive. Not Multiple very. Times. No one They established he
0: it in speed metal. Yes. He is the
1: fastest man alive. He is the fastest man alive.
0: Anyway, so, and then it. also this cover. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you killing Jake Eric? You just brought him back. Why are all these people dead? The
1: best thing about this cover is that uh, Barry's mask has been ripped
0: so that the chin
1: strap is gone. So it looks like he's wearing a classic costume. That's the best thing the about the cover.
0: Second best about this is going off Avery Ho, the flash. Of I love China. that. I he does love not that. I love that. I
1: I love that they're not stopping, like, using her. I love every it's, time she shows up. She's That's
0: the so cool. only character from that Justice League of China that they continue to consistently yeah. use. Which is a bummer. Which, I wish
1: they kept using Batman of China, too, because he's uh, awesome.
0: I miss keenan Kong all the time. I, I miss keenan He's great. He's, ugh, I love Kenan Kong. Great but character. This book, I'm just, I am worried I'm, about.
1: I'm very curious. Uh, Thing we haven't been talking about with this at all, um, and it's kind of too late now, but the logos are really interesting. Logos I really so- like this, it, I really like this logo.
0: Yes, a lot of these logos are really great. The um, a
1: lot of the logos are great. Logo
0: on Twitter did a whole thread yeah. mm-hmm. about like talking about like why the development of
1: each logo, yeah. film,
0: which is so cool. Go on Twitter, look him up. I forget his name right now, but
1: yeah, I mean, to but yeah
0: uh, it looks cool i am great
1: logo work i wish this was the logo for the show like yes. it looks very television ready
0: absolutely but i mean at the same time i thought heroes in crisis and flash forward had great logos too so we'll see that's I, true. sure i'm really i oh man i just i'm stop so tired. vilifying wally west as a wally west fan i'm so tired
1: stop vilifying wally west
0: all right. You want to take also. Me st-
1: also, stop saying that Wally West is still going to be wearing that costume in the future. That's stupid.
0: I I, I still like. That I don't. Costume. I, that
1: <laughs> put him back well, in the Flash say, costume. I and will Speed say. Speed Metal when they put him back in that costume, yes, I was just like, that was yes. The best.
0: I, Finally, I, I cried with that page turn reveal. I almost I was, did. It was wonderful. Oh. Seeing him in that costume again was the best. Ugh um i'm gonna blow through this
1: next one uh future state swamp thing number one uh written by ram v art and cover by mike perkins which mike perkins is awesome yeah uh great artist great realistic looking art uh solicit goes like this from the ashes of a terrible war life blooms anew in swamp things image the remnants of humanity lie in hiding forever in the shadow of the green god who now rules the planet when the new Avatar of the Green uncovers a stray human, a rebellion is revealed. But this Swamp Thing is no stranger to violent ends, and neither are his creations. If it's war humanity wants, it will be at their doorstep, and Swamp Thing will never be the same. Um, I don't have a lot of opinions on this. This sounds cool. Like, sounds
0: cool. Yeah.
1: I'm down. Uh, I think it's cool that like on the variant cover, it looks like Ivy's there, or someone who yes. looks kind of like Ivy. So Absolutely. that's tight. It's so like Ivy and like, uh I don't know. Yeah. I imagine that's Woodrow and yeah, like, whatever. Pluronic like, Man. yeah, Floronic Man. That's cool. Like, hell yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, that sounds good. Sure. <laughs> I, sure. I don't so really fine. have many opinions for it. It just sounds cool.
0: Um, a book so, that I do have a lot of opinions about, though.
1: Is that the Teen Titans?
0: Yes, it is. If you just <laughs> say Teen Titans number one.
1: Oh, uh, first boy.
0: Off, written by Tim Sheridan. I am a big Tim Sheridan mark. Who is Tim uh-huh. Sheridan? So is Tim he a Sheridan, novelist? Uh, Tim Sheridan has worked a lot in animation. Oh, he, okay. he wrote, uh, he was part of the creative team for, did you watch uh, Superman Man of Tomorrow?
1: I have not yet. Check it out. I want it's, to. It, uh, it sounds it. interesting. I like
0: the second half, but it's... That is exactly what I've heard. <laughs> that's a uh, Superman animated film we've gotten in a while. Um, but he's also worked on Young Justice jo- a lot in DC Animation. Cool, um, and he's very, very cool. There's a uh, shout out to uh, Owen likes comics on YouTube, he did a full interview with him, cool, uh, just kind of talking about his thought process behind the film. Uh, but the art yeah. and covers by Rafa Sandoval, and I, I love me, some, love Rafa me some Rafa Sandoval, hell
1: this, yeah,
0: especially if you look at the Nightwing costume here.
1: So, I because mm, that has to be that has to be Damien, right?
0: EP. Uh, Let's let's dive to the synopsis here. When the original New Teen Titans formed a school to mentor and train young heroes, they wanted to help save the world. Years later, Titans Tower is a monument to a graveyard of pupils lost in a terrible battle. Returning to the site of their greatest failure, Nightwing, Starfire, Beast Boy, and Cyborg join Raven to plot a course to face off against the evil that destroyed their team and school. Loyalties are questioned and motives are suspect as the former teen heroes must turn to the mysterious red X yeah. students for help. Don't miss the first comics appearance of this red X previously seen only in the hit animated TV series Teen Titans. Not Teen Titans Go.
1: I think that they just mean because it was originally called Teen Titans Go. Like no, in Japan. It was it was Teen Titans.
0: It was, was originally was called Teen Titans now. Go
1: in Japan. There's, but like... there was a
0: distinction now. They are two different shows.
1: There is, but uh, Red X, Red X, Red X, Red X, Red X. I'm down. Red X,
0: sure. I this this was the thing I freaked out when they showed that initial like big reveal, the big spread. Yeah, seeing like. Is, is that a red is that a red X back there? Is that a the red X poking in the back?
1: The fact that it's red X like proper red X design mm-hmm. too. Hell
0: no yeah. weird like design changes or anything. Nope. Like he style. looks
1: straight from like the episode.
0: Yes. And uh, I'm so cool to you. Do you think?
1: So, OK, if if Nightwing on the cover of this book isn't Damien, I think red X is Damien.
0: OK, OK, fair you i think it's clown hunter and i'm going to tell you why oh that would be awesome oh my god he's got it on his he's got the x in his hair (laughs) which is a scar (laughs) Uh, and they talked about in the um joker war batman trying to get clown hunter help uh-huh. Trying to rehabilitate him into someone who can be an actual teen hero. Uh-huh. I think that I think Clown Hunter is Red X.
2: Oh, As that would be Nightwing, awesome.
0: Um, Nightwing in this on this cover is rocking the Nightfall costume. Yeah, the costume from the late eighties, I believe, uh, before he went to Bluebird. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I think it's like early nine, early ninety, early nineties.
0: You're right. Early you're right. 90s? Night- yeah. Nightfall, early nineties.
1: Yeah, because, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: This was, I love this costume. Me uh, too.
1: I think that costume's badass.
0: Yeah, this was the last costume to properly integrate the gold that was in the original mm-hmm. costume onto mm-hmm. this, onto Nightwing's costumes. But I am really, really looking forward to this. What I find it interesting, too, is that they have in the solicit the lineup from New Teen Titans minus Roy Harper. Moment of silence for Roy Harper. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also have the current Teen Titans roster on the cover. Yeah. Which I find really
1: odd. That's why I think it's Damien as Nightwing.
0: And we do because see it. it's it's the more Nightwing ripping uh, Deathstroke mask. A Deathstroke is
1: mask. Mm-hmm.
0: Were which they we part know. Of A-Day? Were they in San Francisco? That's Who knows? <laughs> well, Were Titan Tower Titan is West? in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear God. We've cracked the code. We've cracked we figured the code of A-Day. We figured the Titans all along all the
1: time all along. Hell yeah. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm stoked for that.
0: I'm really excited about this book. Um, I love stuff like this for the Teen Titans where they just like crash through and it's like, all right, uh-huh. we're going to see what happens now.
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. I'm a sucker for it.
0: And then we come to our final book on the list which is Future State Shazam. Uh, This is also written by Tim Sheridan with art by Eduardo Pansica. Uh Do you want to bring us us home?
1: Let's do it. No one's seen Billy Batson in years. Not since the incident known as the final battle of Titans Island.
0: So many, so many incidents. Hmm.
1: Titans Hmm. Island?
0: Hmm. Titans Island, you say?
1: Interesting. Sounds like it ties in uh titans in his... tie in uh <laughs> that'd be awesome actually that's not a bad idea
0: red extra um, shazam in the middle of a climactic that'd moment be
1: so fucking cool
0: honestly oh that was the coolest thing that, that, that would
1: happened. be the coolest
0: that was the coolest thing about future's end having the imposter superman uh-huh. around, and in the midst yep. of a battle he just goes shazam, shazam!
1: yeah that like, was so oh. badass so badass uh a secret shazam reveal is always wonderful they did oh. in dc's too they did. Uh, when you find and out Mary that it's Mary Marvel. Marvel the whole time and you're like, oh my god! <laughs> and she's been
0: narrating Unkillables the whole time.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Um, now leading a small band of heroes, even his allies have begun to ask who's controlling Earth's Mightiest Mortal? In a story set years after the events of future state Teen Titans, learn the truth behind the sacrifice Billy made to imprison an ultimate evil even he couldn't destroy.
0: Billy Batson
1: is Red X, so Billy Batson oh could be Red God. X. He could be Red X.
0: But I think it's interesting too. Um, does this mean that the Shazam in this book isn't Billy Batson?
1: I think it. I think that's exactly what that means.
0: Um, which I find really odd. I love stories that involve Shazam diving into more magic based stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And I'm really interested by this premise. So we now have two big events, a day and final battle of Titans Island. Yeah. I am going to just lob a shot in the dark and say that I'm going to enjoy the final battle of Titans Island more. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. Same.
1: I'm probably going to be more into that.
0: No, I I, feel um, you. But I am really interested in this and yeah. it's, it makes sense why this is grouped with the others and not with Superman in the family book, since
1: since it's tied to the teen Titans one Mm -hmm. so tightly. Yeah.
0: So yeah, this is
1: really interesting.
0: Yeah. I'm really interested in this and it's, it's, it's another character who I think, um, deserves a good spotlight in this kind of big company wide Mm -hmm. crossover for sure.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. This is really interesting. I'm very curious about that.
0: So Malcolm, now that we've gone through all of the books, Mm Mm-hmm. Give me your top five that you are interested in. Top
1: five. Uh, Okay, number five, Aquaman. Nice. Uh, I think this might be the push towards Calderon that we've been looking for. Um, Fingers crossed. Number four. uh, Number four is, can I give a top six? (laughs) I'll... I'll allow it. Okay, but watch yourself. So, McCoy. <laughs> that was a great pull. Nice. Thank you. Uh, so Aquaman is a runner up then, because that would be number okay. six. Aquaman's so number, number six. five is probably uh, 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 God. It's hard, yes. man. Uh, number five might be Immortal Wonder Woman. Okay. Interesting. Um, number four. Let's say that's oh man, uh, Nightwing. Okay, number four would be Nightwing, number three, Justice League, number two, uh, just Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and then number one, Next Batman. Nice. Um, nice. there's a few runner ups, like otherwise, yeah, uh, you know, I'm very interested in Karazor I think that's mm-hmm. going to be wonderful. I think Catwoman and Robin Eternal sound dope. Dark Detective, obviously. Like, oh, absolutely. like. But but those are the ones I'm most excited for. Nice. You? I, think that's,
0: I think that's a good list. Okay, so for me, if we are doing top six, it gives me a little... If little, we're doing top six. Yeah. Um, probably at number six, I'm going to go with uh, Superman Worlds at War. Good pick. I'm really interested in that. Um, at number five, at number five, I'm probably going to put justice league. I, I have to have it on there. My girl, Joe Mullane. Yo, you got, it. she's the best. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, at number four. Oh, this is tough. This is really, really
1: hard. It's not, yeah, it's
0: hard. Um, at number four, I am going to go with, Actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna swap out uh, number six, uh, Superman Worlds at War. I'm gonna swap that out for Superman versus Imperius Lex because I'm really intrigued by that. Okay, good pick. So I'm good gonna pick. do that. Number yeah. five, Justice League. Uh-huh. Number four, um, I'll probably give that to Wonder Woman. Really, really interested in Wonder Woman.
1: Is that is that uh, Yara or is that Immortal Wonder Woman? Yara, Yara okay. Wonder
0: Woman for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number three. Is probably it's probably Dark Detective. Mm. I really, really like Dark Detective. I That's like That's gonna that. be
1: so tight.
0: It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. Um number two. Oh, n- number two is the next Batman. There
1: you
0: go. And then number one it's Robin Eternal. Robin Eternal, right? Robin yeah, Eternal. Obviously. You already knew. Yeah. Number yeah, one, I am really excited about Robin Eternal. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's going to be I, awesome. I'm stoked. I overall, like I said, at the beginning of this, I think there are certain books that I'm worried about, but overall, I'm really interested in what they're going to bring here.
1: I'm very curious. I think this is going to be a really interesting experiment. And I, um, and I think
0: it's going to be interesting to see what they decide to keep. If anything. that's the question. That's because the real question. They're making a huge hullabaloo about Yara floor. Um, and it would be, I feel like a disservice to the character if she was just a glimpse for two months and then you never see and her. And then again.
1: just gone. Yeah, that no. I imagine her and whoever this new Batman is, the next Batman is. Yes. I think they're the ones who are gonna uh stick around.
0: Agreed. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is your future state guidebook of Whew. look at the future of the DC universe. Man. How do you feel about him, Malcolm?
1: Uh, I'm pretty excited. I think it's going to be a really interesting little event. Um, I think it'll be pretty cool. Uh, the big question is, what comes after?
0: Yes. Which we'll we find out nothing.
1: in about a month. Well, I guess a little more than a month now. We'll yeah. find out. We, uh, I guess we've got to wait for the... Solicits, solicits will be December. Yeah. Okay. March solicits will be in December. So we'll find out sooner than later. But yeah, that's the real question. What comes after?
0: Absolutely, and it I don't know it, And I had this conversation with uh, Matt Draper on Twitter um, I'm really Interested in if they are going to take Anything mm-hmm. and look at like Hey, these are selling really well We want to keep stuff from here, if they want to keep Anything going right. from Future State yeah. or not But that would be very much like Flying by the seat of their pants No planning whatsoever, which To uh-huh. be fair, is very DC Comics in the last couple of years It's very DC, yes so I'm really I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. It's yeah. gonna be a wild ride, a wild two months in DC yeah. Comics for sure.
1: It's gonna be awesome. After uh, after it's done, we'll have to uh, regather. Yeah, we'll have do, to do like a post game. A, a post game. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah. Okay, yeah. so we're we're putting it out into the universe. We are going to be so... doing a post game. So look yeah, for that. Yeah. So that'll in be March.
1: February March. Yeah. Let's do yeah, that. so I'm, awesome. I'm
0: looking forward to that. Um, first of all, thank you very much for coming back. Always of a pleasure course, to have man. you on, man.
1: Thanks for having me. I love is there it.
0: anything you want to plug? Anything going on? Yeah, man. Listen,
1: it's not something that's directly connected to me, but I want everyone to know that they should pick up... Uh, we were talking about the next Batman, which is written by John Ridley. Uh, John Ridley has a DC comic coming out next month called The Other... Uh, the other history of the DC yes. universe. Uh, the first issue comes out next month. It's a black label book. It's not a traditional comic, um, but that is something that everyone should be getting. So,
0: absolutely, I, I saw uh, a uh, poster for it in my shop for the very first time, and I'm like, yes, soon.
1: I, I read it last night, and
0: it oh was my awesome. god! See, this is this is <laughs> why I get so frustrated talking to Malcolm. <laughs> because he get. He, he's he's got the inside scoop (laughs) Um, it's it's great if anyone wants to follow you find out what you've been up to where can they find you uh
1: follow me in person uh uh, (laughs) just follow him from door to door just follow me from the door to door uh you can follow me at captain malcolm c-a-p-n-m-a-l-c-o-l-m uh you can follow uh the podcast that i'm on uh part of the Geeks Rising Network. We are on the subject. We follow filmographies and stuff. Uh, Right now, we're doing a mini series on the filmography of Joseph Gordon Lovett uh, going through all of his movies, which is pretty fun. Uh, Weird, weird character actor, uh, (laughs) Joseph Gordon Lovett, uh, which is pretty fun. I just watched The Lookout for the first time. Mm. That was interesting. I had never seen it. It was uh, interesting. I didn't love it, but I thought it was pretty okay. I thought it was pretty good. Um, And then next is 500 Days of Summer, which I'm not looking forward to rewatching. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Me and my soul, because 500 Days of Summer is one of my favorite films. Oh, Both no! To settle this dispute off night. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But yeah. All it's right, me. so that is that is going to wrap up this D.C. Future State guidebook. Uh, once again, big thanks to Malcolm for coming on. And now we are going to go out into the parking lot and have a socially distanced fight about uh, 500 G's this summer. Bully! Bully! It is now time for the weekly review. This is the segment of our show where I review something weekly. And we are kicking off a brand new series on the weekly review with The Mandalorian. Uh, Last year when The Mandalorian uh, debuted with its first season, I was in the middle of uh, reviewing something else. So I kind of missed the boat on The Mandalorian. But this time, the stars aligned and we are reviewing season two. And honestly, this episode was just everything. Everything I needed for a Mandalorian episode. And I think that has a lot to do with the expanded runtime. If you remember in the previous uh, season, the Mandalorian's episodes were like half an hour, which made it great to kind of uh, digest because you could just pop in 30 minute, you know, uh, Episodic style uh, show, and then you could just roll on to the next episode. Now, I don't know if this is going to be the whole thing going forward, but this premiere episode was a whole hour. This was a double sized, a giant sized, if you will, episode, and I really, really dug it. Uh, The opening was fantastic. You know, Mando kind of wandering into this, like, fight club to get more information on other Mandalorians. If you remember, he was tasked by the uh, Mandalorian, you know, the head Mandalorian of his local chapter to reunite the child with its uh, its people. And so now he is searching for other Mandalorians to help him make that happen. And him kind of going into this shady fight club and talking to this crime boss, having to fight off all of these... Um, all these like hitmen slash bodyguards i thought it was really cool and it's a great way to once again kind of establish the tone of this show because this ain't your grandpappy's uh star wars this ain't even your grandkids star wars like this is I, i just love this and what ends up happening is that mando and the child have to go back to tatooine we are finally going back to tatooine um, and it was great it was heading it was fantastic I I, for me what I love so much about planets like Tatooine and all of the uh, locations from the first season is this is very much a western this is very much Star Wars is a western um, and this series you know by putting us back on Tatooine promises that these western tales are going to continue and I love that aspect of this and um, I just think there's so many uh, different storylines and narratives and characters that you can kind of extrapolate from the Western genre into the uh, into the Star Wars genre, and I think it's really really cool how they're making. Um, Uh, making it easy to make that jump from like huge sci-fi concepts and don't get me wrong there are plenty of sci-fi concepts here but also introducing more western style storytelling as well and a western tale wouldn't be complete without some timothy oliphant who appears here as Cobb vanth as the marshal of this place called um moss pelgo and Cobb Vanth shows up wearing Boba Fett's armor. I was just, I was blown away. Um, I've tried to stay away from all of the like casting announcements and um, and anything like spoilery that I could. So I was really surprised that um, Boba Fett's armor like showed up. I thought it was a really cool shout. Um, and Cobb Vanth is such a cool character, being essentially being the uh, the sheriff. ...of the town using this uh, Mandalorian armor that he bought off some Jawas. Uh, But the main crux of the episode is essentially Star Wars meets Tremors. And I know that's a very deep cut. And if you don't know what Tremors is, Tremors is basically this film way, way back when... ...which dealt with essentially these giant sand snake worm things that would swallow towns. Um, And that is exactly what happens here. We are introduced to the crate dragon uh which is terrifying by the way and the idea of the crate dragon being this like sandworm-esque thing you know I looked at it and I was like of course it's on tattooing all the terrible things are on tattooing we got crime bosses we got sarlacc pits more on that later uh we got crate dragons now so I I really dug this and as a concept it you know for a premiere, it's like we got to go balls to the wall right out at the gate, and I really appreciated that. And this whole episode really speaks to what I think The Mandalorian does so well, which is telling its audience, Hey, Star Wars is not just the Skywalker saga. Star Wars is not just all about Jedis. Um, there's a whole wide universe out there full of interesting characters and great stories and amazing concepts. And this show, really, really, like, puts a spotlight on smaller characters that would never even get the time of day in some, in most of the mainline uh, movies in the in the uh, Star Wars series. Um, this is speaking directly to the flashback we get for Cobb Vanth's backstory. Uh, his um, his town, Mos Pelgo, basically being overrun due to the fallout from episode six. The, um, what's it called? The second Death Star uh, being destroyed and kind of the empire crumbling, which sent the entire galaxy into uh, free fall. So I really, really dug that. I like the idea that we are expanding more of these smaller concepts. Um, Tusken Raider sign language. Like, that was a huge thing. Like, I, I will... Fully admit, I know nothing about sign language. It's always something that I've been fascinated by, but I've never been able to really um, wrap my head around it. I've never been able to uh, get any kind of proficient with it, but I love watching people speak sign language. Um, and seeing Tusken Raiders do sign language, I thought, was the coolest thing. Uh, I did some research after watching the episode, and it was basically like they worked with someone to create the Tuscan Raider sign language and I just I I loved it I loved every second of it really really cool and again you know it's not focusing all on the Jedi and the Sith or like the Skywalkers like there are all these little interesting bits of this galaxy that you can explore and I love that the Mandalorian is taking that route it's not trying to tie into like huge concepts and i mean it does tie into some stuff that we know but it's also interested in carving out its own piece of um of its of the star wars legacy uh speaking of carving out a piece apparently the crate dragon ate a sarlacc uh they mentioned that you know there's no such thing as like an empty sarlacc pit and like mando says yeah there is when you eat the sarlacc um, the crate dragon was terrifying I really really dug it the whole um crate dragon attack was probably the most um uh explosive uh like l- grand thing that they've done on the show so far which again you know coming out swinging for for your premiere I absolutely applaud that I was just blown away by the Whole thing, you know, setting up the trap, drawing, drawing the crate out, watching the plan go to hell. Mando improvising. I just, I really, really dug it. And I think that it's, um, man, it was such a cool sequence, uh, watching them kind of try in, in essence, you know, few, what is the word? Uh, Their efforts were futile to try and contain this thing, and Mando had to, you know, do that classic, like, oh, its outer shell is too thick, I gotta go inside and destroy it from the inside. Classic, but also done really, really well. And then afterwards, the Tusken Raiders, like, pulled out some kind of, like, pearl from inside the thing. I wonder if that's gonna come back. I mean, it has to, right? Like... They don't do stuff in The Mandalorian without calling back to it. So I really, really enjoyed this episode, and it left off with a great little tease with potentially a survive, a having survived the Sarlacc Pit Boba Fett alive and watching on. We might get Tamura Morrison to wear that Boba Fett armor, and I am just... That's chef kiss. It's so, so good. I, overall, I loved this episode. I'm so glad we're finally able to cover The Mandalorian on the podcast. I cannot wait for season two. It is going to be, I can't wait to see just where it goes. I can't wait to see what we get to explore with Mando and the child. And we got plenty of baby Yoda in this as well. So overall, A plus for me. Really, really excited. Can't wait to see next week's episode. So tune in next week for episode two of Mandalorian season two. But for now, we're going to roll right on into this week's comics countdown. Ooh, welcome back to this week's comics countdown this is the segment of our show where i talk about the comics that i think you should be picking up this week whether it's at your local comic book shop on comicsology, or however you get your comics these are the ones i think you should definitely take a look at but before we get into this week's books let's take a look back at last week's books with the geeksplain pick of the week of last week and honestly for me the book that stood out the most Really was Shang-Chi number two, written by Jean Lun Yang with art by Philip Tan and DK Ruan. Um, I've really liked this book, like a lot. I really enjoy how they're kind of recontextualizing and revamping the Shang-Chi mythos and introducing new characters while also revamping um, previously. Established ones. I really like this new look at the character. I like the flavor that they're giving him. The art is gorgeous. Jin Lun Yang knows what he's doing when he's writing all of these characters. And overall, like this is a book you should be picking up. It's really, really great, especially if you're excited about the Shang-Chi movie. You gotta pick this one up. It's so so good. But that's last week's book. So let's talk about this week's books. First off, before I get to this week's books, I have to I have to say something. I made I, I may have had a bit of a freak out last week when I was going to uh, talk about the Legion of Superheroes issue 11. Um, I may have had a bit of an overreaction to seeing the name Rosar, and um, I just have to say I apologize because he wasn't really in the book. Um, I did end up picking it up, uh, but I wasn't I mean, he appears right at the end, so we know that there's going to be more of him. And I don't know, man. Like, I'm really, I'm like on the ropes when it comes to Legion of Superheroes. So um, I just had to talk about it. I just had to get that out of the way. But this week's books, we got one, two, three, four five eight books to talk about this week we're going to be talking about each book's title and synopsis as well as the creative team and the synopses will be accompanied by my synopsis voices uh let's go ahead and just dive into it first off we've got u.s agent number one all right sorry i should say john walker u.s agent number one written by christopher priest with art by george's uh george george Uh, Janty, I know I said that wrong and I apologize. Um, I've been interested in this book. Apparently because wasn't this supposed to have a different, uh, artist? They pulled a quick bait and switch without really telling anybody and, uh, George, I'm, I'm just gonna say Janty. Uh, Janty, uh, was inserted into the book. I'm still really looking forward to it. That Chichetto cover is so, so cool. And even if the art doesn't look that interesting, the, uh, The cover art, I think, is enough to sell it, so let's go ahead and dive into the synopsis here. American Zealot, Chapter 1 of 5 John Walker, the former super patriot, has been stripped of his official U.S. agent status and is now operating as an independent government contractor, protecting government covert interests. His latest protection detail draws him into a conflict between a small town and the corporate giant trying to destroy it. John acquires a new partner and new enemy along the way while being haunted by ghosts from his past and confronting challenges to his future. So maybe it's just because, like, I recently watched it, but this sounds very, um, very Mandalorian-esque, if they could kind of capture some of that, uh, feeling for this. I know it's going to be wildly different. But um, I'm interested in this. I'm, you know, I'm on board for anything Captain America, so I am definitely going to be picking this up. I'm interested in the premise. I'm interested in this new design that they've got for him, even though I personally really liked the previous design that I believe was done by Daniel Acuna. I'm I'm excited for this. This should be a good book. Next up, we have X... Nope. Yep, we have X-Men number 14. Uh, I, I keep having to tell myself it's either X or it's 10 you have to keep your eyes on it but uh X-Men number 14 written by Jonathan Hickman with art by Mahmoud Asrar I think this you know the pieces by themselves are okay to read um but I'm still feeling a little lost from piece to piece from book to book uh because I'm not keeping up with uh Ten of Swords X of Swords whatever you want to call it um Thankfully, Malcolm, who we talked to on uh, during the main segment of this show, has been keeping me appraised of it, so to speak, and um, I'm, I feel like I have a general knowledge that I've been able to enjoy what I have been reading. But uh, yeah, so this is chapter 12 of Ten of Swords. Uh, let's just go ahead and dive into the synopsis here. The Lovers, a Guardian, a Chasm of Secrets And that's pretty much what all of the Ten of Swords synopses have been, which is fine. Uh, I talked about it before. I think it's going to be interesting to kind of go back and like read all of the uh, all of the what's it called? The synopses from the books and see if they actually like come together as like something that is readable. Uh, But I'm really excited about this. X-Men's been fired in all cylinders and. You can feel this is building to something. Like something is coming that is going to be shaking up the X-Men titles even more so than they've already been. And I can't wait. Next up, we have Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Batman Hush, number one. This is written by Philip Kennedy Johnson with art by Dexter Soy. Um, I will say this kind of started as a uh, Tynan concept And I don't know if it's going to be as strong as the original batch of Dark Multiverse stories, which I thought were actually very strong. But I'm interested in this premise, so let's go ahead and just dive into it, and then we'll talk about it. Following the smash success of last year's Tales from the Dark Multiverse series, DC returns with five new tales that explore dark, twisted timelines spinning out of DC's most iconic stories. It begins with the story that kicked off the modern era for Batman. Hush. The landmark story introduced Bruce Wayne's childhood friend Tommy Elliot as he tried to destroy the Dark Knight. But what if Tommy had ruined Bruce's life when they were children? Tommy Elliot grew up to be the Dark Prince of Gotham City with the help of Talia al Ghul, Oswald Cobblepot, Harvey Dent, and Jason Todd. But Vengeance is coming in the form of Batman the Silenced, who will tear Tommy's life apart. Written by rising star Philip Kennedy Johnson with jaw-dropping artwork from Dexter Soy. So I'm a big fan of Dexter Soy's art. I really like what he does. Um, as we... Kind of referenced in the main segment here, Philip Kennedy Johnson seems to be getting a lot of work recently, Uh, so I'm interested in this. I like, I've always been a big fan of Hush, it's not what I would consider my favorite Batman story, but I think for an entry point and kind of like a modern, you know, chapter one for Batman, I think it works as like a, hey, we're moving on into the newest era of Batman. Uh, I think it works a lot, and I'm interested to see how they kind of remix it, so looking forward to that one for sure. Uh, We also have Marauders number 14, written by Jerry Duggan, with art by Stefano Caselli, uh, also written by Benjamin Percy, it looks like, so we got co-writers on this one. Um, Let's just do the synopsis, because it's going to be super quick. X of Swords, Chapter 13. A Toast, A Dance, A Dinner Served, Part 1. So, this is the first, like, part one that I've seen so far. Uh, it does say, you know, continued from X-Men 14, so read X-Men 14 first. Uh, continued in Marauders 15, so not directly tying into the next book, which I'm assuming is, like, Hellions or Excalibur or something, but... Um, I've been enjoying this. Even the uh, Marauders issue last issue, which focused on uh, Storm going to Wakanda, I think worked as a story in itself outside of the Ten of Swords book, so I've been, I've been enjoying Maraud- Marauders. has been great from the first issue, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do here. Next up, we have Batman number 102, written by James Tynan IV, with art by Carlos Dionda and Carlo Pagulian. Um, This book's been great. I'm really interested. We are finally getting the full-on debut of Ghostmaker, it looks like, at least from the uh, cover art here. So let's go ahead and just dive into the synopsis here. Bruce Wayne and the city he loves have changed dramatically following the events of the Joker War, but Batman and his mission are eternal. But not everyone thinks that should be the case. The mysterious vigilante known as Ghostmaker has known Bruce since they were teenagers, and he's made his decision. It's time Gotham City had a new hero. So I'm really interested in this. I don't know what Ghostmaker's story is, but uh, hopefully he is as good or as interesting as Punchline and Clownhunter, who I think have a lot of potential for stories going forward. And I think... Ghost Maker has a lot of potential. The design is cool as all hell. And the idea that he might be, you know, from Bruce's past when he was trained to become Batman, I think is a really cool idea. And I'm looking forward to seeing what his deal is. Next up, we have Firepower number five, written by Robert Kirkman with art by Chris Somney. Um, I love this book. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it so much. Um, It is so freaking good so far. And things are about to get turned up and kicked up into high gear so let's go ahead and dive into the synopsis here owen and kelly johnson's weekly dinner date is ruined the dragon's claw desires owen's firepower and they won't take no for an answer so yeah, this book's been so good so far. It's still early enough. If you haven't read it yet, go back, pick up the first four issues. I've been loving what they've been doing. The character design's great. The art's great. The writing's great. Um, I can't say enough good things about this book. It's so freaking good. Another book that I can't say enough good things about is Deceased, Dead Planet number five, written by Tom Taylor with art by Trevor Harrison and Gigi Baldassini, and um, this book's been fantastic as well i don't know how many issues this one is i don't know if it's six issues or if it's eight issues but either way i'm enjoying the ride as we go along um i've just it's been so good seeing like this is exactly what the next generation of dc should look like you know john kent damian wayne kessie sandsmark we've got these characters who have a legacy behind them and absolutely deserve their own time in the sun. So I can't wait to see what they do. I'm really looking forward to the next chapter in this deceased saga. Let's go ahead and dive into the synopsis here. With most of the Justice League off Earth, John Constantine and Batman lead a covert team on a mission so insane it could have only been hatched by the man they call Hellblazer. But time is running out to save the infected on Earth because a fate worse than death is coming. Uh, yeah. <laughs> At the end of spoilers for deceased. St- Uh, dead planet number four at the end of last issue dark side is back and he is infected i don't know what's going to happen but everyone dies like at the end of like last issue i was like oh so it's all over like there's no winning this um so i can't wait to see how they wrap this up if anyone survives and if they do how and uh, then finally, the big book of the week, the book I think you should absolutely be picking up is Thor number nine, written by Donnie Cates with art by Nick Klein. Oh boy, have I done a 180 on this book, man. Like, I remember picking up the first couple issues and being like, yeah, okay, it's not Jason Aaron's run, but the last few issues, especially the uh, Hammerfall arc, have just been so fantastic, and I, I... Love the premise behind this, uh, this upcoming story. Uh, bringing back Donald Blake is, I think, an inspired choice, and I can't wait to see what's going to happen. So let's go ahead and dive into the synopsis here. Prey, part one. The return of Donald Blake. The Prey arc starts here. Once upon a time, a mortal man bore within him the spirit of a god. With a crack of his cane upon the ground, the mighty Thor would appear. But it's been years since the King of Asgard required his human ward. Where has the good Doctor been all this time, and what does his reappearance mean for the God of Thunder? Donny Cates and Nick Klein journey into a mystery left unsolved since 1962. Um, I love that, Uh, (laughs) especially the little wordplay with a journey into mystery, really, really like that. I am going to assume, I'm just going to put a prediction out here, we are going to be diving into what would happen to Donald Blake while he was switched out with Thor. I think there is a boatload of narrative potential with that, and I'm really excited to see Donald Blake reappear, because we haven't seen him in a while, and I can't wait to see where he is in life following Being essentially the host for Thor. So that is my big book of the week. I cannot, cannot wait to pick this up. And that is going to do it for this week's comics countdown. To recap, we've got US Agent number one, X Men number 14, Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Batman Hush number one, Marauders number 14, Batman 102, Firepower number five, Deceased Dead Planet number five, and Thor number nine. And that is going to bring us to the wrap-up. If this is your first time joining us here on the Explain podcast, please feel free to subscribe on the podcasting platform of your choice. Also, give us a rating and review. Really helps me out. Really helps the podcast out, especially if you give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it. Just kind of raises our stock in the podcasting space and gets us into the orbit of listeners just like you. And if you do give us a five-star rating and review, I will read it here on the podcast whatever you want to write if you give me that five-star rating and review i will read it here you can join the likes of cfire nd josh from panels to pixels and matt draper big tip of the hat for those gentlemen for giving that five-star rating and review on apple podcasts and if you want to keep up to date on all things geek explained podcast feel free to also follow us on social medias uh, instagram and twitter at geek explained pod that's at geek explained p o d also if you want to be part of our geek explained mailbag you have questions for Me, you want to get my opinion on something? uh, Feel free to write into geeksplained at gmail.com. Anything you want me to weigh in on, whether you want to get my opinion on something, whether I like something, don't like something, feel free to email that and I will read that out on the podcast as well. And I am going to take just a second. This might date this episode of the podcast, but um, I just wanted to take a second and talk about. Kind of the elephant in the room. So as you're listening to this, I am recording this prior to the results of the 2020 election. Um, As I'm recording this, the election is uh, tomorrow. And so by the time that this episode drops, the election will be over. We will have our results. And regardless of what happens, again, I'm recording this before the uh, before the election results come in, um, regardless of what happens, we are in this together. We are going to get through anything uh, that comes our way together. As a certain King of Wakanda once said, uh, in times of crisis, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. So um, I just want you to know as a listener that i am here for you that we are all in this together and no matter what comes our way we are going to make it through um i know i i try not to get super political here but we are in a defining moment for our nation and for the history of everything so um next episode of the podcast next week it could be a very different world that we're looking at so um just be safe, be good to each other, and we will catch you right here next week. Same geek time, same geek channel. But for now, for Geeksplain, this is Eric Azana. Thank you very much for listening. Stay safe, and we will see you next time.